Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 117 of Game Time with Manny. Uh, we are back at that time again that is the game of the year, and I am here with five fabulous individuals. Well, uh, four. Four. Uh, oh, that's true. Four. Uh-oh. You're right. Well, I'm five. I'm the, you're fifth. the fifth. You're the fifth. I'm, I'm the fifth. But do you uh, think you're highly of yourself, don't you? All right, restart the recording. <laughs> no, we can't restart the recording. Anyways, Nukio is here as he is every year on Hello. this Game of the Year podcast. Matt is here, like Hello. always, as well. Uh, Scott comes in for the Game of the Year recording here. Oh. Uh, okay. And, <laughs> <laughs> and for the first time ever, my brother actually played 10 games in a year. So he's here as well. Willie. Well, 14 here, actually. So. Okay, well, yeah, but, you know, some of those don't count. No. <laughs> All right, so as we do every year, we are going to say what our top tens are. We will start with number 10 and work our way down to number one, but we will go down the room. I will say my number 10, Nukia will say his, and so on and so on. Um, but like usual, if our games uh, match up, then we will say, oh, that was my number, whatever the fuck. Um, and then we'll we'll all talk about it together. I We will definitely have some overlapping games. I don't think there is a single game that all of us will have. Uh, but I think in some cases, four out of five people will have a game. Do we do like honorable mentions or... Yeah, do you want to do an honorable mention? Well, you may yeah, how about? Yeah, I wasn't prepared. You may want to wait because someone else might like. It might be on someone else's mm, list later. Yes, on. someone else might honorably mention it. Okay. So, at the end, we can you can throw out your honorable mention of Gunfire Reborn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might be on my list. You never know. <laughs> yeah, you never know. I doubt Matt played a roguelite, but and put it on his honorable mentions. But that's you know. Uh, Anyways, I will start. uh, My number 10 game of the year for 2020 was Astro's Playroom. Uh, It is the pack-in game for the PlayStation 5, and I actually, I talked about this a lot last week with Matt, but it is like, it is an okay platformer, um, but other than that, it just works really well as a PlayStation museum piece, uh, which, you know, like it has all kinds of references to classic playstation games like symphony of the night metal gear solid uh final fantasy 7 stuff like that um and it just does a good job of collecting all the playstation hardware even the dumb shit that was on the psp like the gps attachment and the camera and stuff um and so it just does a good job of collecting a bunch of playstation history which i definitely uh was not expecting which is why it was one of my top three most surprising games of the year um just because it's like it's usually those pack in games. I don't know. They don't do a lot for me. And it was seemed like it was just meant to show off the controller. So the fact that it was more than that was uh, pretty cool for me. But like I said, I talked about it a lot last week. So I don't have much to add to that other than that. It's fun. And I like PlayStation. Yeah, so yeah. I like PlayStation. I actually like that game a lot. Yeah, it was a uh, very nice addition to it yeah and it's only it's only like four hours long so it's like well i i got the platinum in four hours so it's like not a huge thing but it's just it's cool and they said they might add to it so i played like half a level and it was really cool yeah see (laughs) (laughs) how'd you feel about the haptic feedback i felt very good i was like blown away at how how (laughs) 
much. It, it, you f- you hear about it and you go, okay, I'm sure people are over exaggerating, but then you actually well, do it and you're like, whoa, this is most uh, of the things I heard was like, if you use it too long, it is not comfortable. So I saw a lot of people saying that, and like my hands hurt a lot normally, and I never felt that. But I guess Astrobot's only like four hours long. A lot of the people who were doing that may have been doing the speed run thing or like, for is, hours and is hours. There, is there something in this where you're like a spring? Yes. Everything I've heard about that part is it was terrible. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I didn't mind that part. Yeah, I didn't have any problems with that. All I heard yeah. was like people who played like Call of Duty with it, like definitely. Oh, yeah. And uh, Demon Souls as well. Eris, like after playing for like 12 hours straight, was like, wow, I can't use my hands anymore. So I got to turn this. So, yeah, I think those are the only ones other than Spider-Man that really use the haptic feedback. Um, but you could, yeah, like you can turn it off in the settings, so it's not that detrimental, I guess. But I, it doesn't bother me yet, at least. I don't know. So yeah, that is my uh, number ten, Nukio. What do you got? My number ten. So I have a lot, kind of like a love hate relationship with this game because I like to shit <laughs> on this game, but this game is actually like okay. Hmm. So it's Genshin Impact. Oh my god, that's my oh. number seven game. Oh my god, that's so high on your list. Man, what that's about you, Scott? two game. Yes! <laughs> I knew it! <laughs> I fucking knew it, Scott. The number two game, Genshin Impact, though. Oh, yes. So I, yes, I watched Eris' videos about how he was playing this game and was ashamed to admit it. And for a while, I felt the same. Uh, I was ashamed to admit that I liked Genshin Impact, As and then should. I started playing it, and I was like, oh no, they did a good job with this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't know, it is a gotcha game, and you can spend a lot of money on it, but like, I, I, there is already a lot of content. I mean, now we joke that there's no content because we've done it all, but like, I don't know, what's it, like 60, 70 hours worth of like actual content? Right off yeah. the bat, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so like now they just added Dragon Spine, and so like if someone started playing now, they would have a lot more content than we did to start with. So like, I and it's one of those things where they're updating it at least once a month. So in like next year, there will be like two or three more huge areas, and it'll be ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that is a glowing endorsement. That is a glowing endorsement. I don't know, like, I just, it is surprisingly good for a free-to-play gotcha game that also works on mobile somehow. Well, it works, quote-unquote. But it's just like, yeah, I don't know, it has really high production values, it has a lot of the mechanics that Breath of the Wild had, like the stamina and the way you explore the world and stuff. Um, And it just, I I don't know, it looks good, and they're actually putting effort into it. Like, the way that each patch actually has quality of life stuff is insane because normally gotcha games are like fuck quality of life give us give us the cash so i I mean they're getting the cash (laughs) so i guess they might as well just make it better for people uh how much have you guys spent on it um is that something we want to disclose on this yes (laughs) well i mean you don't have to okay i mean mean, other 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 than other than the battle pass and the Welkin pass, like, did you buy crystals? Okay, I'll be honest. Yes, I did. 
Oh shit! I know well, that. I've oh, seen. Yeah, All right, I'm trying to justify my stupid <laughs> purchase, but like, I've seen a bunch of YouTubers and shit pay like thousands of dollars mm-hmm. to get whatever. I'm just glad that I got the character I wanted without going that high. I I have spent probably like I bought each of the different things to get their bonus. Oh my god. I spent at least like two hundred. Okay. Okay. Scott, how much did you spend? I've bought them all except for the hundred dollar one. I'm saving that for uh Shao. Oh, really? You're going to save uh, it for Shao? What if he sucks? Doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> right. By saying you bought them all, what does that mean? There is, so each one is like a certain dollar amount and it gives you so many crystals, but the first time you buy it, it gives you double the amount. Okay. Um. So there is like, the highest one is $100. So there's like six or seven of them. So... I, they might equal up to two hundred dollars total or something. So they both spent around the same amount then. Uh, no, Nukio bought the hundred dollar pack as well. Yeah, but I always buy the twenty dollar. Oh, see, pack. and I don't think Nukio does unless he does. Uh, I haven't bought, but but he said like aside from the battle oh, pass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I didn't buy this battle pass. Yeah. I'm yeah, I only sure. buy the battle pass if I finish it. Yeah. So. That's only $10 once so far. So, well, yeah, I don't know. I like it. And like, it's, I don't know. It's something to do every day, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But see, I'm at that point where like, I don't want to play it anymore, but like, <laughs> I just, I kind of, I don't know. The sunken cost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the sunken cost fallacy. That's where they get you. But see, I, have not spent the money on the crystal packs yet. I almost did for Zhang Li, but then everybody said he sucked and I weighed the cost in my brain. And I was like, will having this character make me have more fun? And the answer is no. Well, you helped everyone too. Cause they buffed him too. <laughs> yeah. I've had fucking buffed him twice and now he's really good. Uh, but no, like then I got, I got a uh, Chi Chi, the healer just by pulling with the free pulls and stuff. And it like, I don't know. I, making the characters as good as I can. Now they are fun, I think. So it's like, I have characters that aren't that great, but they are, I'm having enough fun to keep going. It's one of those things where it's like, also there's not much else that I want to play right now, really. So it seems like one of those things that I could come back to and then have a bunch of content if I wanted to do that. So it's cool. It's China. Chinese developers are rising up. So get ready. Oh boy. Do you have anything else to add, Scott, about the Genshin Impact? Uh, no. You pretty okay. much have it all. Okay. <laughs> I don't see them slowing down anytime soon. No, definitely not. Um, Matthew, what's yes. your number 10 game? Uh, my number 10 game is a game that I'm confident nobody else played. Mm. And that is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh my god. Did you uh. beat it? No. Uh, oh, what percentage are you at now? Uh, I think fifty-eight. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You, when you send me that, you were at fifty-two percent, and you were like sixty hours in or something. <laughs> and that was earlier in the week, so it was. Uh-huh. I, I bumped up like whole seven percent, Manny. So wow. 
yeah. fascinating. Yeah. Um, a gun to my head. Um, I don't know why I like this game. <laughs> glowing, glowing endorsements right. all around on this podcast holy shit but i keep playing it and i've put in almost 70 hours and i could see myself putting in another 15 to 20 hours mm. i just i just keep playing it and i don't know why okay uh, i just it the combat's not great uh, the, <laughs> i don't know it's just like it's like painfully mediocre but i can't stop playing it i think part of it is it's a great podcast game it's a great mm. game to just put on a podcast not think not pay attention to the story and just play um mm. i don't have any passion for it um <laughs> but i had to put it on my top 10 because i put like 70 hours into it and i was like well i'm enjoying it enough to play this long so i guess i'm kind of enjoying it okay so yeah uh not a lot to say and I'm sure nobody else has anything else to add. I have nothing to add to the Assassin's Creed Valhalla discussion other than that I almost bought it and then didn't. You I haven't played Dogs. Assassin's Creed since 3. Uh, there's yeah, a couple Assassin's good ones. Assassin's Creed would have, 3 would have really killed it for you. There's a couple good ones, Willie. Yeah, Black Flag and Syndicate. But... Syndicate. I mean, I think I'd like Valhalla because I like the mythology but um there are things that happen with the mythology but it's not the most exciting there are better video games that deal with that mythology i will say yeah i just played god of war though (laughs) hellblade's pretty good yeah hellblade's pretty good Mm -hmm. for that as well yes does it do anything to set it apart from the other Assassin's Creed games? Uh, yes, the combat is different, but it's worse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it really uh, sets it apart. Yes, uh, the loot system is different, but I think it's worse. <laughs> um, it, it's a huge open world. Uh, like the, the two big things are the loot is a little different. The, uh, the leveling up system is different, where you don't really have a level but every time you level up, you get two skill points, and then you put those two skill points in this like crazy like web skill tree. Uh, and then every time you put like a point into like the skill tree, you, you, like your your power level goes up one, and that's how like everything is gated off is by your power level. And right now I'm at like three hundred and something. Hmm. Uh, but like. And I think that might be a, a bit why I like it. As like you just kind of level up. And it's kind of like how faster. Destiny does it, right? Uh, yeah, like they have a power level, kind of like Destiny. But Destiny has like, uh, like a lot more loot. Where this game doesn't have a ton. Oh uh, yeah. So no, I, I'm not. I liked the loot system in like Odyssey, and the combat system was a lot better in Odyssey. So I, I liked Odyssey a lot more. Okay. Uh, Scott, what is your number 10 jam? My number 10 is One Step to Eden. Ooh. That is a uh, a Battle Network clone. I was going to say, it was a pretty good game. It scratched the Battle Network itch, but... Isn't it from Eden? I just... It might yeah, it's One Step from Eden. From Dude, Eden? You, got... <laughs> you got the name wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you played the Switch version, right? I did. The harder did they, did they ever fix it? 
Uh, yeah, later. Okay, because it was like, yeah, I, that was weird, where I was unlocking characters, and you were getting way farther than me, and you were not. And I was like, what is the difference? And then you sent me the Reddit post where people were like, it's an older build for the Switch version, so it's like harder to unlock everything. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I had backed that on Kickstarter and was very excited. Um, but I, the reason that I didn't end up enjoying it as much was because I had decided to play every Battle Network game on stream that year. And so like playing Battle Network actively while also playing One Step from Eden was like, oh, this is not, this is not what I want out of this. Did we talk about this on the podcast? Yes. Okay. I have no memory of this. (laughs) Yep. Um. So, like, I I don't know. Have you played it at all recently, or was it just when it mainly came out? When it came out, I played it. I beat it. I never touched it again. You did beat it. Did you unlock all the characters? Yes. Interesting. I think there might be more now. I know you can at least get costumes in the PC version for some of the characters. Like there was a Christmas event going on or something. But apparently, I only did one of the endings. I didn't know there was multiple endings. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you just have have to take uh, different routes? Yeah, Nukia was telling me. Oh, the most fun I had playing it was uh, playing it two player with Nukia. (laughs) So, I don't know. I was also, I don't know. Something about it was just felt weird to me. But it, it was meant to scratch that Battle Network itch. That is true. I will be honest, I did forget this game came out this year. (laughs) <laughs> would it have made your top 10 if you remembered uh no i didn't beat it oh okay it almost uh, been I, I, I have. okay i like it a lot you know? did you beat it yeah i beat it and oh. i got like all the endings pretty much i think oh yeah. wow is okay. it in your top 10 no it was almost oh, okay i just yeah no, i don't know. Honorable mention yeah <laughs> <laughs> pretty much uh okay then Willie, what is your top? What is your tenth game? Are you ready? I'm so ready. Uh, my tenth game is Gears Tactics. Oh shit! You beat Gears Tactics. Yeah, I think this was the first game I beat this year. This game, man, <laughs> it it was good for a long a long time, and then you get to the end, and it's just like. Man, what if you? What if we just made you do a bunch of missions that didn't move the story along and added nothing to anything, and it just makes you do a bunch of like bullshit side missions, which really killed it for me. But wow, everybody's tenth game they love. I mean, the game is really good. Like, if they had just made it so that I didn't have to do fifty side quests that have no story attached to them, and it just made me do the story, it would have been way higher on my list. But. They just made me dredge through a bunch of bullshit to get to the end, which I wasn't uh, a fan of. I had heard a lot of complaints about the final boss itself. Was that rough or shitty or something? Oh no, I broke the game. So oh, yeah. If okay. you if you spec into snipers, the game is like it's so easy. Okay. Because oh. the s- snipers have skills that make it so that the last bullet in the clip does more. Or and you, it also makes it so that the first bullet does more. Like those are two different skills, and also, um, you can add attachments to guns. So my I had a team of all snipers with 
both specced into those skills so I could kill everything in one hit, but the attachment I had on all their snipers made it so there was only one bullet in the chamber. <laughs> so, oh, wait, so does it stack the two buffs then? Yeah, it stacks the two oh, buffs. Shit. And it also makes it so that um, you get it, for like, I think the lower the clip size, the increased crit chance. So, and every time you get a crit, you get more action points, and every time you get a kill, you get full action points and reload. So I would go through, and my snipers would just one-shot everything, and they would never have to reload or take any action points to do anything. So I just ran through the game. Wow. Okay, you figured out how to destroy that system, I guess. Yeah. I did not have that experience. I played it <laughs> very uh, differently. How was yours? Uh, well, I just played it like any normal tactics where I didn't try to break it. But I will agree, uh, the reason why it didn't make my top 10 is just it's a little long in the tooth. It just It's poorly paced, and that last act just goes on way too long. Yeah, I, like it, it just makes you do so many side missions that are just like they're the same shit where it's like, Oh man, the locust stole some dudes. Get them back, right? But they're just like faceless nobodies that I didn't even use because they were just worse in every way than the people in my current party. Yeah. So I had no reason to do it. <clears throat> yeah, I, I that unfortunately that last act it was just like this. This game's going way too long. They should have cut off at least a good five to ten hours from this campaign. Yeah, I really liked it up until then, and then I was just like, "Oh, what are you doing?" Yeah, <laughs> but I still, I mean, it's like, I mean, I really like games like that that are like XCOM sort of like tactical RPGs. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the gameplay was all right. It was just it dragged on a little too long for me. Well, I'll be talking about one a little later, so that I will recommend to you. Is, is it XCOM? It is. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. Is that all you got for that? Yep. All right. My number nine game is a game I beat yesterday. Holy shit. I know. It's called Paradise Killer. And it came out in September. It is on the PC and the Switch. Um, and it is a murder detective game. Um you play as an investigator named Love Dies, and she was exiled from the, the plot. Is the world are fucking wild, so I can't really explain it very well. Um, but anyways, she was possessed by a god, and apparently that's a crime. So they put her into exile, and she had been exiled from their paradise island for three million days. Um, and apparently what happens is there are these people who are granted immortality and they uh, something will happen on each island. They're doing an experience to make them a paradise and something will happen and they will kill all of the regular people on the island and then move over to the next island to try again. Um, and so what happened this time was they were going to move over to the new island, but someone murdered the entire council. Uh, and so they bring you out of exile so that you can investigate and find out who did the murder. Um, And it is just, it is wild. Like going around that world that you explore in first person, um, it has a lot of like Danganronpa and Phoenix Wright type stuff where it's like a lot of visual novel elements, but you get to move around the world and traverse, like you get double jumps and shit. 
and there's a lot of weird collectibles around the world. Like there's a currency use crystals made of blood to buy stuff. Uh, and yeah, basically you just go around, you talk to people. There's only like uh, seven characters scattered around the island and you find evidence and then you can ask them about it and stuff like that. And what's really cool about it is you can start the final trial at any time. So like you can literally just like get to the courtroom and just be like, okay, now we're starting before you have any evidence. Um, and so everybody can have a different ending. Like you find you basically choose when you want to end the game. Like I am a psycho. So I found literally all the evidence there was to have. So I got the like true ending uh, because I knew who did everything. Uh, but you can like choose who to kill. So at the end, the thing that I saw a lot of people complain about was that you don't really have much influence over the trial. It's basically like an info dump of information you found. Um, but before each section, you choose who you want to accuse based on how much evidence you have. So like there are times where like you might know who did something, but you could accuse someone else because you have the evidence to do that. And like their alibi doesn't line up or whatever. Um, so people could have wildly different experiences and you could choose to have different people alive at the end based on if you like the character or not. Uh, I executed justice though. So um, everybody who died was supposed to die. I think at the end there were only two characters left alive uh, because in the end, like you find out that there's like a bunch of different conspiracies and a bunch of wild bullshit happened. Um, but it is a very cool game and it has like a lot of style. It's like mostly like a vaporwave aesthetic, which I know can really turn some people off of things. But I the music is really excellent. The character designs I like, they're all fucking weird. They all have really weird names like Doom Jazz and shit. And there's like the fucking robots. The world seems really cool. And I hope that they make a sequel to this where it's just on the next island and something wild happens. Uh, but yeah, it is a fun indie game that I think not a lot of people had heard of, especially because it just came out like a month or two ago. Uh, but apparently it runs well on Switch as well. And uh, the PC version obviously worked very well. And I quite enjoyed my time with it. Finally, a glowing endorsement. So that's <laughs> Hey, I, I like Astro's Playroom. All oh, right. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's all I got for that. Nukio, what is your number nine? Uh, my number nine is Animal Crossing. Ooh. Pulling off that band Scott, where's that also, for you? That's also my number nine. Ooh. Oh my god, it's wow. my number it's my number three. Oh. <laughs> Animal Crossing. I played this game fucking a billion hours this year. Uh yeah, I fucking love Animal Crossing, dude. I oh. You know who loves it more? Uh you? No, my sister. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. Your sister played what, like hundreds and hundreds of hours? Hey, last I knew like 500 and that was back Jesus. in july so yeah i feel like a criminal because i missed christmas eve so i didn't get the i didn't get the christmas stuff but i went hard for halloween and i got all the halloween decorations which um, you care more about anyway i do that's true uh the christmas stuff looks pretty cool though and i like jingle the reindeer that comes uh but yeah i don't know there's just something about this game where it was good and made me chill out in a time when I needed to chill out for a couple months there. 
Um, and then I sort of, as with all Animal Crossing games, I ended up falling off it after a couple months, but I still go back to it to do stuff every time they patch it and add new stuff to it. Um, it's kind of weird because I don't know how I feel about it, that they're treating it sort of like a live service game now, where it's like, oh, we're adding this feature in a patch, where it's like, I get that with the holidays because they don't want people to just time travel to the holidays and like ruin the experience for everybody else. Uh, but the way they're doing it with some of the features, I think is kind of strange. And like after it, it's almost coming up on one year and a couple months here. And like, I wonder if they're just going to add new items or like some of the old upgrades for shops are not there. Um, we got to know the new additions they made, uh, like the crafting and stuff. I don't know that the crafting adds a lot, but um, it is an interesting thing that they tried. I like that you have more full control over the island. Uh, like you can choose where to move everything. You can ch make paths. You can terraform the island to have it look however you want. So it's a lot more of a customized experience now as opposed to the game kind of like putting a house somewhere and you have to have it there. Like you can make it your custom thing, whatever you want it to be. Uh, and yeah, they keep adding to it and I like the fun animal villagers. I think it's cool. They can't move out now on their own. You have to okay it. So if you love someone and they say, I want to move out, you can say no chance, man. <laughs> stay here, Teddy. Uh, yeah. Scott, do you have anything you'd like to say about your, your ninth favorite game? Uh, of the year? So this was my first Animal Crossing. Mm -hmm. And it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's I told him that you okay, could build I told him yeah. you could build bridges and uh he just he loved it then. Did you build bridges? I did build bridges, lots of bridges. Mm -hmm. I wasted too much money. They cost a lot, dude. It's fucking crazy. Uh, did you have any particular feelings about this, Nukio? I didn't hear you talk about it much. After. Uh, I mean, no. I I think I, this is one of those games where, like, it was just very relaxing. And it came out at a really good time. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I got I got this game for my cousin. I got this game for my sister. They, they enjoy it a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, like, I've been to their islands. It was... You know, with all that stuff with COVID, it was a way for us to, like, kind of connect, just hang out with each other. And, yeah. Know. Yeah, like, I dicked around. Uh, me and Scott played multiplayer a bunch uh, when it was first coming out to trade stuff. I played with Kelvin a lot, um, which is why I know the multiplayer is awful, yeah. uh, because it, it would crash constantly. And what I love about it is it doesn't tell you it crashed. It just says there was a connection error. So you think there's a problem with your Wi-Fi, but surprise, the game actually crashed. Uh, but other than that, like, yeah, I just it was a, it's a cool way to, like, just hang out with people and chill out, I guess. Right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, no, I, I love this game. Um, I'm going to keep playing it. So, I mean, that's a good enough endorsement for me because I usually don't keep playing stuff. So. You could try that with Valhalla. It's working for me. <laughs> yeah, but you're not going to come back to Valhalla in like three months and celebrate a holiday. Actually, you could. I guess there are seasonal events. There's a seasonal event right now. Happening. I know. You can like go watch the Yule Log or some shit, right? Unfortunately, it doesn't work. 
Oh like, shit! Kind of broken, so I just had to stop doing those quests. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Animal Crossing's holiday events are not broken, and they do work. What? <laughs> yeah the the uh, the egg event was terrible, though. You know, uh, they're, was... gonna, they're gonna want to rethink that next year. You know what was broken? What me? I know you did not like it. I played an hour and a half of that, and I was like, I like playing good video games. Nice. Yeah. Oh. But Matt didn't unlock any of the features, so <laughs> he uh, had nothing he could have done. Which is uh, why I, I could like fish. It. You and could I, fish. And I that's hated it. that a lot. Yeah. Which still blows my mind. That's how you fish in like every video game. I can't. Oh. Uh, okay, so that yeah, is uh, that's Animal, Animal Crossing. Crossing. Um, who's next, Matt? Nine. What's your number nine game? Okay, my number nine game is Animal Crossing. Yes, it's the <laughs> other AC game on my list. Uh, no, it's uh, XCOM Chimera Squad, which I uh, I mentioned to Willie. Uh, see. Where, like, Gears Tactics, the interesting thing they did was, like, on Tactics games, uh, it's typically you get two actions per character. With with Gears Tactics, it was three, but I I just found that game to be too long. Where this, I found it to be much better paced. It was only about 15 hours. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, like, I'm like Willie. I do like these games. I think I like these more than, like, the turn-based games that you kind of like, the JRPGs that you like, Manny. Mm-hmm. Like the like Final Fantasies and Dragon Quests, I just kind of like the the tactics gr- grid based. Um, and this is just this is a really well done one. As I said, it, it's well paced because normally these are a lot longer. Where this one was just a lot shorter, it just felt really well done. Uh, but but I think the the two big things that this does from that separates it from like all other tactics games, and especially even just like the XCOM games, is. Uh, one is the the ambushes where normally you're just kind of you're kind of put into a big open area and then you're just kind of slowly moving around that area just trying to find enemies and then when you see enemies they usually ambush you and start attacking you instead in this game you are the ambusher typically like the combat arenas are for these small little areas and they're typically in buildings and you ambush into the buildings and then you fire first and and Although the game is definitely designed to have this, they feel like you get four free shots on enemies because, like, you have you have four characters. Uh, and then the other thing that this game does that is a little unique is typically, uh, at least with the XCOM games, you can just kind of customize characters and you can customize them and put them all as your friends or people that you know. And people are really into that. I rarely ever did that. Uh, where these were these are just like. Sh- like structured characters that you you kind of build around so like it's very interesting if you've played those other XCOM games because you get to play as the aliens or you get the and or you can play as like those snake creatures that were in uh, XCOM 2 and it's very interesting to have like all these different abilities and just uh different uh because everything just kind of feels a little bit more uh unique and you just have a little bit more agency uh with what you're bringing to the to the like bringing to each mission uh the other big difference is rather than if uh you lose if you like fail and lose all your your characters and typically in XCOM games that like um 
you just kind of lose those characters and it's permadeath. Instead, this is just if if you lose all your characters, it, it's just like a a fail. You you failed that mission. You have to retry that mission. So like permadeath is no longer a thing as well, which I kind of like because uh, as as cool as permadeath is, it is it's um it's very punishing and it can be just overly punishing. So. Uh, where I, I'm typically, when I'm playing video games, I'm looking for just like a more casual, fun experience rather than something that's just well, going to like frustrate the hell out of Does Gears Tactics have permadeath? Yeah. Uh, it it has permadeath for the non, like the two. Oh, the and not story that's characters? What I was going to yes. say, permadeath, like, it when there's characters that can permanently die, it, like, I feel zero attachment to them because they play no part in the story. And if they die, it's just like, oh, well, they're dead. Right. Oh, well. But it, like well, in like f- games like Fire Emblem or stuff like that, like you can kind of feel some attachment to them. Yeah. But in this, it's just like, oh well, <laughs> I'll replace you in a second. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, at least with XCOM, like it felt it, it hurt a lot more, like the older XCOM games, because like especially when you got like your level, your like sniper up to level ten, and then they die, you just you'd have to just re- you'd have to like save scum because just losing that character just could be the end of your entire run where gears tactics it was very easy they just kept like throwing like characters that you can just recruit and like you're not and when you're recruiting them like you're getting them at like the level that you need them to be anyways and a lot of times i was getting like the characters that i was recruiting were better than the characters that i've been using all along uh so (laughs) <laughs> I don't know, like uh, Gears Tactics, like the permadeath, like yeah, that was a game that permadeath meant nothing. So, huh. uh, did you try Chimera Squad? No, I I played XCOM two, right? I think a little. Um, I was playing that right before Gears Tactics came out, and then I just went to that, and I don't I don't know why I didn't play Chimera Squad. I probably should have though. Uh, yeah, this this I I remember they just kind of dropped it out of nowhere. No one even knew it was coming out, and then they just kind of dropped it. And then it was on sale before the game even came out for like maybe ten fifteen dollars. So yeah, it was so it cheap. Uh, but I, I I would definitely recommend just but putting this. When on I a first saw it, I thought it was like I thought it was like an expansion or something to two. Uh, no, it, like it's a whole game. It's a whole game. It's just like a smaller standalone. Yeah. Uh, I definitely would recommend it uh, if you like these tactics type games. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, if you had asked me Gears Tactics or Chimera Squad, I would have told you definitely play Chimera Squad of the two. Yeah. So. All right. And yeah. then, uh, Scott, your number nine is Animal Crossing, right? That is correct. So you and Nukio had it tied, huh? We did. Yeah. Fun. Uh, Willie. What do you my, got? My number nine is Risk of Rain 2. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that's my number eight. Well, Ooh. shit. I lo- <laughs> 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 um, yeah, this game is... I feel like this is probably one of the bigger jumps I've seen from a one, like Risk of Rain 1 to 2. Because I went from like sort of 8-bit side-scrolling 2D to full 3D shoot in action. And, I mean, yeah, I like, there's not a lot to say. Like, it's just a good roguelike. 
Okay, I have a question. I own this because Justin <laughs> because Nukio and Justin gifted it to me. Uh, would I like it? I I think you uh, would. I okay. maybe maybe you'd like different classes with those. Okay, because like I know Jumbo really likes it too. Uh, so my thing, like, what what is it? Um, like it's it's a roguelite, but like it's a shooter also yeah yeah you kind of go around picking up a bunch of upgrades for yeah basically you like you spawn in enemies spawn you kill them you can get money you can find like upgrades around the levels and then there's like a big um it's like a shrine or something maybe that you have to like pray to it or something and then a boss will spawn and like you have a certain amount of time to beat that boss and then you go through the portal to the next place yeah. and that's like that's basically all it is and then you just like like any road just, you just keep you, like you go to different okay. worlds and like biomes and stuff and fight new monsters or bosses and then you unlock more classes as you go, I guess. If you do specific stuff, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's usually what happens in those types of things. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's just a, it's just a roguelite? <laughs> yeah, it's just a <laughs> roguelite. I don't know. I, I don't think there's any story. I don't know. If there is, I won't be paying <laughs> any sort of attention to it. There wasn't in the first one, was there? <sighs> I don't think there so. was some like weird text that when you like picked characters and stuff, but nothing mm. insane. Yeah, it's just a super easy game. Like you just like just turn it on, you drop in, you start shooting stuff right away. You don't really have to do anything. Like you just go right into it. And it's one of those things where it's like it makes you feel really good when you're like deep into a run and you just feel like you're so powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. It's definitely a lot more fun, I feel like, to play with friends multiplayer. Yeah. Uh, but, you know. Okay. Is that all uh, you got? That's all I got. All right, then. My number eight game is Eichenfell. Um, This is one of the few Kickstarter games I have backed that actually came out. Uh, and it is a pixel art turn-based RPG. I know we're all excited by that fact. Um, and it is about a wizarding school. Uh, and so I saw this on Kickstarter and was like, I got to do this. And it already looked cool. And then they asked the composer of Steven Universe's music if he wanted to uh, compose the music for this game. And he said, wow, it looks really cool. I would love to. So it has fucking music by composed by the composer of steven universe and it is fucking so good man the music is so good uh but other than that i just think it's like a fun game originally the creator had said that they wanted it to be like really small in scale and be like a five or six hour game and it ended up taking like an extra year or two because it like blew out to be like a 20 hour game uh which is roughly how long it took me to beat it um, but I, I don't know. It's like got the paper Mario style fighting or like super Mario RPG where you have to time your hits to do specific, uh, to, to like crit or dodge or block more, I guess. Um, but it also, fuck, 
I was going to look up the name of this game and no one's going to know the name of it, but there you can also move on a grid in the battles. And it reminds me of this NIS game that was on PlayStation. Those, those characters are DLC characters in Disgaea three. It's called like something Raph city. And I can't think of what it is, but it's like, so it's basically like the enemy start on one side, your characters start on the other side, and then you can move so many spaces per turn. Um, and then your attacks are all positional. So what I think is cool about the battle system as well is that normally spells take MP in games, but nothing takes magic in this game because every attack is magic. So it's just like they learn a new spell when they hit certain level thresholds. Um, so like the main character Merit uses fire spells and like she'll just start off with a single hit one, but then you will get her next one is like a fireball that hits in a cross and they just they end up with i think 10 spells total um you can only have three characters in your party but there's like eight or nine characters um by the end of the game i was absolutely busted um but the final boss was awful because it had approximately seven different forms and each time i beat it i was like oh good i beat it and then it would come back as another form and i was like what the fuck so i had to like spam healing items and that was not my favorite part but um outside of that i don't know like i just i like the characters it starts off as a pretty simple plot where the main character merit is just a normal girl uh but her sister safina goes to the magic school eichenfell and she was supposed to come home for break like like they do every summer but she didn't so she goes to look for her and while she is near the school she gets fire powers um and there are no there's no such thing as fire mages in that world uh, so she gets those powers and other characters, their powers start getting more intense or like there's this one witch who sucked, but then she gets lightning powers, which is also not a thing. So a bunch of weird stuff happens at the school. You have to figure out why her sister went missing and like what's causing all this weird stuff to happen. Um, and I did end up liking the ending. I think it's uh, I think it's just a fun, cool experience. It's on Game Pass uh, on PC and Xbox. And I don't know. I, I liked it. I would have played it on Game Pass anyways, but since I had backed it, I obviously got a copy. So I played mine on Steam. Uh, there are a couple more things I could do. There are like a couple secret bosses, but I had already gotten everyone's best weapon. So it's like, I think if I beat the secret boss, it will add cats to the final scene of the game, which like, I don't, I don't need that. So I think I'm good, but I did very much enjoy this. The puzzles are cool. The battle system is cool. The music's cool. Very good. And that's all I got for that. Yeah, it. all I'm going to say is this game seemed to fill the space that you were hoping, like, Spiritfarer would hold, like, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, where, like, what you didn't get out of Spiritfarer, you definitely seem to get out of Eichenfell. Yes, very much so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and Nukio, your number eight game was Risk of Rain 2. It was, yep. All right, uh, Matthew, what's your number eight? My number eight is a game that I have a feeling might be on Scott's list. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. And that is Resident Evil 3. Uh, oh, God, it is on my list. But... Oh, where's it at? I don't think it's, it's number one. I would be shocked if it's number one. No, seven. Number seven? Okay, so we're pretty close. Um, yeah, this is a game that, like... 
I think solidified me as a Resident Evil fan. Um, cause I, I played, I tried playing like the remakes of one and zero when that came out, but I just could not get into that game. It, it just felt like so old. Even the remakes just felt old. And then like I played seven and I liked it, but man, that game was like too scary. And it like gave me nightmares for days. <laughs> <laughs> I played two last year, right around this time. And I liked it, but then playing this, I was like, all right, I am in, I am in on this like stupid lore in the story here. It's, it's really bad. It's way too convoluted. We're, we're talking like, I don't even know. It's one of the most convoluted video game like lores that I can even think of. That's my favorite thing about Resident Evil is everybody likes to dunk on Metal Gear. Yes. Fucking go look at the Resident <laughs> Evil wiki dog. Like shit is insane. They like fucking it's like Kingdom Hearts levels of bullshit in mm-hmm. the Resident Evil universe. Yes, this is the one where Jill like runs around in a skirt and shit. Uh they they changed that and oh, so she's, really? she's actually like dressed as like a normal like she's and, being murdered by zombies well like what like you would expect the police officer to actually wear when like running around the city uh, i did see a lot of people upset that they changed that she's not in a i never understood why she looked like that in the first place um because sex sells i'm guessing um, yeah but like what's going on there like I, she was she didn't look like that before i agree uh, but they did change that, so like she actually looks like a female police officer now. So, uh, I will say that this game is not nearly as good as two. I would say it's like sixty to seventy percent of what two is. But even that sixty to seventy percent is still a pretty solid game. Um, a lot of the stuff I really like about this game is just what Resident Evil Two got right, uh, where like the shooting just feels good. It feels good to move around. I, my favorite aspect of these games is the way they do the map and how the map changes colors uh, depending on if you've collected all the items or not in that area. So it, it really encourages you to to just kind of look in every nook and cranny and find all the items because in these survival games, I mean, like, you need to get as many bullets. You need to get all of the, uh, you know, all the health that you can because, you know, everything is severely limited. So... Uh, I just didn't like I I normally don't like these like survival crafting games, but like the stories there with Resident Evil, they're like a tight, well-paced game uh, where this is this is very short. This is maybe like five or six hours, which I think is one of the reasons why people didn't like it as much as two as well. Where if you replayed two twice, like if you played each version, that was at least a good like 13, 14 hours. Um but yeah, after playing this, it really got it's got me thinking about picking up uh, Resident Evil four, five, and six at some point. But then the other part of me is saying, like, should I just wait and see if they, <laughs> if they do remakes for those? Hey, I, I don't think I. They're never gonna remake six. They they will never do it. At least four. I look at four and I'm like, should I just pick that up? Because like it's almost always on sale at some. Uh, but they're well, they're remaking that. I've got good news yes. for you. Yes, they are. That, so. that leaked, so get ready. But Do I, they I'm... control better now. I yeah, remember it... trying to play four, and I was like, holy shit! What? Why? No, like Resident like, Evil two like... and three, they play like just modern day sh- like shooters. Uh, so uh, they're they they play extremely well now. Uh, Scott, what would you like to add to this game? Um, you touched a lot of the stuff, but no, you're right. Two 
gave me a lot of hope for their remakes. Mm-hmm. And then three, I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I would say the problem what? with three is the source material is not as good as two, though, as well. It seems like a lot of people said like three is not as good as two, like the originals. So nobody expected threes to be as good as two. Well, they just left a lot of stuff out from the original original. Yes. I think they focused too much time in that stupid multiplayer mode that they made. Okay, so that's what I was going to ask is it leaked originally that 2 and 3 were supposed to be in a package. Yes. Together, um, but then they decided to not do that for some reason. And then they put the multiplayer thing in with 3. Do you think that they should have just not done that and like put more effort into 3 and made it take a little bit longer to come out? As far as I understand, they they were remaking two and three. Three they were having some issues with. So they decided to lop three off and they just sold two as is. Mm-hmm. And then and then like three they were looking at and they're like, this is not enough of a game that we can sell it as is. And mm-hmm. then they found like some company was making that multiplayer, but it wasn't like Resident Evil. So they like basically bought it. And then just like put some Resident Evil aspects into that multiplayer mode, okay. And then stuck it into three. That that's at least what um Imran Khan. Oh, okay. So and I trust what he has to say, but yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's apparently like what happened is like somebody else. So like what that multiplayer was not really developed by at least most of it by like uh, Capcom, and it seems like they were just having issues like. Uh, with Resident Evil 3 for whatever reason. Okay. Uh, another weird thing is even though I just played Resident Evil 2, when I when you go back to the police station as Carlos, like I felt like weirdly nostalgic going back there. That was pretty cool. Because like it's basically the same exact environment again and you're like, oh man, I was just here and I spent a lot of time in in that that police station before. So. I still think it's funny every time someone talks about Carlos. <laughs> yeah, Carlos. Because uh, I am like, who the fuck is Carlos? Because every other character comes back except Carlos. Oh, what about Kmart? Oh, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so if that's all you guys got for that, um, I don't even remember where we're at. Uh, it was me at number eight. So okay. So Scott, what's your number eight? Uh, save the world. Fortnite. Oh, Fortnite. Fortnite. <laughs> oh, that nice thing right there. <laughs> no. Okay. Do you have anything great to say about <laughs> Fortnite? Save the world. Um, it was good. They <laughs> forgot about it because of the battle royale, and it was just left sitting there collecting dust forever. And then they released it one day. Did they forget about it, or did they just not care in the slightest bit? Well, because the Battle Royale wasn't out at that time when they first released it. And they kind of just jumped on and did better with the Battle Royale. So it was just kind of left there in the dust. And they kept making these promises how it's going to come out and all these things they're going to do. And they just never gave it any of the quality of life. But I personally enjoyed it. I like to do the zombies, the crafting. I I still feel like um, they got fucked over on that. Because, like, I don't know, man. Like, Fortnite was in development for years. 
years and years and years as that save the world mode. And then they finally decided to let regular humans play it in an open beta form where you could pay for it. And then PUBG came out and they just were like, what if we did that? And it made them so much fucking money that like they are. I mean, now Epic is able to do a bunch of cool stuff with that money, but like, it just, it still feels so cheap and kind of shitty to me because it's like, you guys developed this mode for like eight years and then you developed a battle royale mode in like a month or less. Like, I don't know. So I, I agree with you. I think that the save the world mode got fucking shafted because yeah, it, it's then like, obviously they stopped caring because the battle royale mode made them fucking more money than God. <laughs> So, like, I, they don't have to care. And then eventually they were just like, oh, it's out now. And then they were like, oh, yeah, we'll never update this again. Whatever. Here it is. Did you play it much this year? This year? Eh, I booted it up a few times to collect my llamas, but that's about it. Did you get scammed by little kids? No. Uh, I, don't, I don't get scammed by the little kids. You, you <laughs> scam them? No. What? <laughs> I don't believe that. I believe you were scamming little kids. Uh, so did do they add anything to this mode now, or is it over? Like they're done with it. They add a little bit of story, but it's not much of a story at this point. They're not even trying. <laughs> All right. Like the last thing, there was something about you have to go save this guitar player because you want their band to get back together. I'm like, where? Are we? <laughs> Classic Fortnite. <laughs> so I have a question for you, Scott. What's up? Why did you have to add this when you feel like it feels like you have like zero interest in this game at this point? I had a lot. I enjoyed the game quite a bit. Mm -hmm. I had better hopes for it. Well, you played it for like a hundred hours, dog. Like, of course it would be in your top 10. Like you fucking, I, there were times where you would not hang out with me because you had to do your Fortnite dailies. (laughs) I did. Jesus. Yeah, like you were going hard for a long time. And then you would like talk to me about your fucking like you have to create the perfect maze for the fucking zombies to come through so you could funnel them in and get your blueprints. And uh, yeah, you were hard on this game. Yeah, man. And he hates it. (laughs) I'm just disappointed. I mean, I would be too if I liked a game that much and then they were like, oh, just kidding. We're not focusing on the game we originally were making because the Battle Royale mode was easy to develop. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, they had the engine and they had the shooting everything down. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it makes sense. And they had the crafting and everything. They just, you know, they, they, just another mode that just happened to just be. Yeah, just, it just was just better. Through. The other mode was just better. Yeah, it was just better. It's, yeah, it's weird that it came out like uh, right after PUBG got popular. Strange. Weird. Yeah, weird. That they both had the same idea and one definitely didn't copy the other. I know. Definitely not at all. <laughs> I love that no one talks about that anymore. I think it's amazing. Well, nobody talks about uh, PUBG anymore. No, I, that's because all the hardcore people just play PUBG and keep to themselves, and all the well, and, fourteen-year-olds play Fortnite. Well, and Apex Legends has come out, and 
blackout and now whatever yeah there's like a there's a whole bunch of them but right. it's just like yeah I, PUBG is its own thing and now that oh my god okay hold up oh, I, this is wait, this is this is a completely different thing and I keep forgetting to tell Scott this in real life did you see the game that the PUBG devs are making that's just dead space no what is it okay 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 I will I will send you this after the podcast I can't remember what it's called but it's the creative director of Dead Space is making this game, and it mm-hmm. looks just like Dead Space, but it takes place in the PUBG universe, apparently. And I was like, God. there's a PUBG universe? <laughs> yeah, what do you mean? What? There's, there's the bunker? Oh my god. Well, so apparently it's like a different time, but like it, it just, it literally just looks like Dead Space, and it, but apparently it's in the PUBG universe. Whatever. I wonder Did if I it'll do? run. <laughs> for I don't know that it's on the engine. Uh, uh, but it's definitely on the on the thing. Okay, so Fortnite save the world. Willie, what do you have my, for whatever number we're on? My number eight is Valorant. What? Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> else says Valorant? What's Valorant? Like, I played some of it, but I don't know. I don't think I would have played as much of this game as I did if Mike and Ralph had not gotten it. Mm-hmm. For anybody that, if you guys don't know what Valorant is, it's oh, I know. Uh, it's CS:GO mixed with yeah. Overwatch. So it's a tactical FPS. Um, yeah, it's literally just CSGO, but your people, instead of having to like buy smoke grenades, you just have smoke abilities and shit like that. And um, Yeah, like there's not a lot to like it's just CSGO. It's a good shooter. Uh, I always find it interesting that you like this game because I just remember you at night and you don't remember this because you're so heated in the moment. You just like, fuck this game. I fucking hate this game. Fuck this. Fuck that. Fuck these abilities. Like every night you played it. And then I would be like, do you like Valorant? And you'd be like, yeah, it's so good. And I'd be like, what? Uh, I did not say it's so good. Because it, 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 like... There's things like some characters are just absolute trash because they don't know how to... They've never made a shooting game, so they don't know how to balance it correctly. So, Mm. like, one of them... One of the characters is Sage. She can put up May's ice wall, and (laughs) she can... She can throw out these orbs that put ice on the ground and slow you, and she can heal people. For so long, she was so fucking broken because her heal full health almost instantly the orbs when they hit the ground it took up like half of the fucking map and it made it so that everybody was slow on it but also you couldn't even like if she threw it around a corner and she didn't know you were there if you just stood in it and didn't move the ice would constantly make cracking noises that sounded like a nuclear bomb was going off (laughs) So she would just know exactly where you were. And then the ice wall, you can just completely block off complete ways to a bomb site. And you can also stand on it on top of it. So you just will randomly pop out of nowhere in a head glitch where nobody can shoot you unless they're like a fucking god. And you can just dump on them. So stupid shit like that would always get to me. But I mean... (laughs) It's it, like it's a good shooter. If you have a team that you can actually 
talk with and like actually make a strategy with it's really good if you're playing by yourself uh dude good luck i don't know what how the fuck people do that does it have the same problem overwatch did where like a lot of times the more people you play with the worst time you're gonna have because then it's like pairing you up with like another group of five and then that other group of five is just gonna be way better than you well, I mean, I usually would like stuff like that, but I mean, most of the people I played with, since we were all around the same skill level, it would only put us up with people at our skill level. Okay. Uh, well, that was when I was r- with Ralph. Mike is like, he's in one of the highest ranks in the game, so when I would play with him and his brother and another one of his friends... I would just get absolutely shit stomped. Like I had no idea what was going on. That sucks, but yeah, if you if you get in a group with people around your level that you can actually strategize with, it is it's fun. Okay. Hmm. I just think it's wild that Riot is making all these types of games now. Like oh, they yeah. just announced that they're making a fucking MMO. Like yeah. they just announced that in a tweet. They were like, "Oh, by the way." I don't I don't think he was supposed to announce it. Yeah, but he's the VP of the company. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, but he was just like, oh, man, I got to start working on the uh, building the world up. And then somebody was like, oh, man, for an MMO as like a joke. No, 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 no. <laughs> he said, he said, I got to start building the world up for this massive project. And massive was in all caps. And someone was like, so it's an MMO. And he's just like, yes. Yeah, but they were, but they already have an <laughs> RPG announced. They could have just been talking for that. No, I don't know. So, yeah, they're making an MMO. They have the battle chaser. There's Night War people making a turn-based Wait, RPG. I'm excited for that. That's- yeah, it sounds awesome. They're making a fucking uh, like a platformer. They're making that fighting, fighting game. game. Like they're they're going hard. So I I, mean, I think it's they interesting. Have, they have no reason not to. Well, yeah, except for in Valorant where they don't use the league characters, but every other one of the games does. Yeah, I don't get that, but. Yeah, like that's why I didn't understand what Valorant was because as someone who doesn't know anything about League, I thought that they were League characters. And then when you told me, like, no, they're all unique, I was like, what? <laughs> Don't they have a thousand characters with abilities already? Why would you make totally new characters? I mean, the only other thing that they could do is like make League too, but I they've I don't see them doing that really no they'll never do that because they don't have to you can just keep editing it forever like they're never gonna make Fortnite 2 yeah you know what i mean like they can do now you can fucking play master chief they made Uh, dota 2 well that that was for a different reason though it's because it's not the people who made dota 1 yeah well i mean it is ice frog well what we don't have to get into the history of dota but you know it's they you can't have a game running on blizzard stuff and make money off of it you gotta make it something different um one thing i do want to say about valorant is that like it kind of has me worried for the fighting game because it is literally just csgo like it plays almost exactly like csgo so i really don't want the fighting game to be like Hey, here's Street Fighter, but Darius. <laughs> I like. I want it yeah, to be but- an actual unique product, not just like a ripoff of what's popular. But what if it's just Marvel, like Power Rangers Battle for the Grid? I don't think it will be, but I like. <laughs> I mean, if they do, like, I would like them to do a team thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't they like, make that Rising Thunder game? Yes. Yeah, which. <clears throat> I don't know, man. Well, like, Seth Killian still works there, right? 
No, I don't think he works there anymore. Oh, okay. Well, never mind then. The ca- the <laughs> Cannon Brothers, the people that run Evo, do. Because I was gonna say, if Seth Killian still works there, I have faith that they will just like make a good fighting game that is like a good fighting game, regardless of what it is. But if he's not there anymore, I don't, I don't know how I feel I don't anymore. Think he works there anymore? I, I'm not sure. He, I don't really know what the hell he does anymore. Okay. But, and Terrasante. Yeah, that's what I got. That's what you got. Uh, so we're at number seven. My number seven, we already talked about, it was Genshin Impact. <laughs> so that that was a long, that was that was a long time ago. We don't have to uh, we don't have to talk about that again. How much money have you spent on it? Uh, technically twenty dollars. Yikes! Because I bought the Battle Pass once and I bought the Welkin Pass twice. So, all right, not very many dollars. You uh, have opportunity for more. I can spend so much. There's so much more time for me to spend. Double packs. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, oh God. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I played it today. I think the new event sucks shit, and it won't match me with anyone for multiplayer. So that's great. You don't want to do multiplayer, really? Yeah, no. I I don't like doing the single player version of the fight. So if someone could just be Deluke for me, that'd be tight. You have our numbers. I do. I'll ask you guys later. Um, so yeah, that's what I got for my number seven. Nukio, what is your numero seven? So I don't think anyone's played this, but oh, shit. I love this. Is Star Renegades? Why does this sound so familiar? Because I played it. Oh, I think. So like, yes, I did play this. I completely forgot about this game. I ended up liking it a lot. Do you have to revise your list? Uh, okay. So, okay, that's why I, 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 probably, I probably would have taken Gears Tactics off for this. Well, now you can talk about it now. So, okay. So I okay. Hold on. <laughs> I have a question. I have a question. Oh my god! Why didn't I play this? This is just a turn-based RPG, right? Mm. Or is it like tactical sort of? That's part of the combat. Yeah, there's tactics kind of involved in it. In terms of like you delaying an enemy or that kind of like you've played trials like kind of delay yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and uh, it's a it's a roguelite as well oh okay that's why I didn't play it <laughs> but uh, yeah <laughs> yeah no there's like a bunch of different characters that do a bunch of different fight different ways I just I enjoyed it a lot. But to me, it's more like a Hades. Like, there is a story. It's not like Risk yeah, of Rain, yeah. where you just drop oh, okay. You don't just drop in and you just start going. Like, there is a story. I have another question. I'm looking at a screenshot here, and it looks like there are cards. Do you use <laughs> cards in this roguelite? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember. Not, okay, not I mean... Con. Oh, oh, okay, the cards are like... They're kind of like buffs that you can do whenever you like in between the stages. You like spend time with your crewmates. Oh, okay. Choose which cards to use if you want to like buff them for the next match or whatever in order to raise their like companionship with each other. And then they'll just buff each other that way as well. Okay. This looks really cool, like something I would really enjoy. And it's like sci fi, right? It's on Game Pass. It's on Game Pass? 
Oh my god. That's how I played it. Oh. I, I have a feeling you'd like it. Yeah, I mean, it looks cool. It's a sci-fi action, you know? It's time travel. Ooh, I'm in. Let's go. Alright, you got any other hot scoops about it? Um, not really. Game's kind of hard, but I mean, that's kind of how it is with roguelikes. I think it it's a good... I can't really think of another roguelike that plays like it. Mm, yeah. Okay. Like the like the combat, I right. think, is pretty unique. Hmm. Interessante. Uh, Matthew, what do you got? All number right. seven. My number seven is another one that I'm confident no one has played. All right. <laughs> and that is The Pedestrian. Oh, you do like this game. I have seen it. Yes. And I know a lot about it. Yes, um, it's a hard game to talk about if people don't know what it is. Uh, but the best way I can describe it is, you know how in a city they'll have like the they'll be like the crossing walk signs, like the the little, and then there's like the little black guy, uh, like stick figure guy on that sign. Yeah, yeah. That's the character that you control in the game. It's a 2D platforming puzzle game. And you're basically, it, there's like a city and you're just kind of like connecting these signs. And like that's, the, the puzzle is connecting these signs and just trying to get from area to area. And um, it, it, it's really hard to explain. But like if you just kind of look up some gameplay, you'll you'll see kind of what I mean. It, but like what I like about this puzzle game is it's not too difficult. It's challenging, but not too challenging. So it does, never made me feel stupid which is a very common problem with puzzle games is I usually feel very stupid uh, where this one was just, it, it was just challenging enough. In addition to that, I just really liked the art style and how unique it, uh, how unique the entire game was. And then I don't want to spoil what happens, but I, I think it was in my moment of the, the year. Uh, yes. So if you want to hear about the end of that, you can go listen to our last podcast. Yes. uh, Because there is something, there's like a puzzle at the end of the game that was just buck ass wild. And I was just blown away. But yeah, this is just a 2d, uh, platforming puzzle game. Uh, it's relatively short, but it's, uh, it's definitely one of my favorite puzzle games that I played and definitely my favorite puzzle game that I played this year. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Does that have? Have you ever read the Pedestrian? Uh, Does the, anybody know that book I or story? Don't think there's any story in this game. There's oh well. <laughs> All right, uh, it is not about that. No. Okay. Uh, I mean the like the that's a Ray Bradbury book. Um, I yeah, I had to read it for my English class in college. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a really cool story, but I the the cover of those books is the character you play as. That's the only correlation, I think. Oh, okay, that uh, might be why it's called the pedestrian. I didn't know why it was called the pedestrian because there's no. Oh, story. just because I mean it's it's the guy on a crosswalk, and you're a pedestrian you're when you're pedi- walking. Yeah, I mean I, that's what I kind of figured, but yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, we may have to skip to Willie because Scott is muted, so he may not be there at. This. I'm here. Oh, the surprise. All right, man. What do you got for your number seven? We already went over it. It's Resident Evil 3. Ooh. Mm -hmm. 
What okay. are you? Are you not paying attention? No. Uh, I mean, I am. There's a lot of numbers. There's a lot of video games. It's yes. been an hour and fifteen minutes. All right, give me some credit. Uh, I have a question about that game again. How do you feel about Nemesis? Is he worse than Mr. X? Yes. Well, yeah. Okay. Right. That was very definitive from both of you. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, was he like more scripted or was it just like not yeah, as he scary was, he already knew or like he was he was scripted. It was not like uh, it was not like Mr. X where Mr. There were X no surprises was, from him. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mr. X, like you would hear him in another room as, as you're like running around and you would just kind of hear him walking around and you never knew when he was going to show up. Uh, where where I, every encounter with Nemesis was scripted in Resident Evil 3. Okay. Yeah, Mr. X is always moving around the house at the same point mm-hmm. you are. He's yes. never like despawning unless you go really far out of bounds. Interesting. Did you okay. guys play 7? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, remember I said that it gave me nightmares for days? Oh, that one gave me nightmares. Did for you days. do it in VR? No, I couldn't even imagine. I have a feeling Village is going to be pretty scary as well. Uh, okay. Willie, what is uh, your number seven? My number seven, the only... Oh, well, actually, the only person that I think would have this on their list is Nukio. <gasps> oh, Manny, Manny did play it, but my number seven is Grand Blue Family. Right. Alright. That's my number six. Oh, close. Yeah. Um, man, this game got shafted, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, yes, but I also didn't like it. Rele- so I it, it, it got released at like the worst time possible. Oh, definitely. COVID killed it. Yeah. Uh, like for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. F- like I know nothing about Grand Blue, so. I didn't really give a shit about that. I didn't play the single player or anything, but I do know about Grand Blue. Um, Ask me anything. Uh, is are <laughs> Lancelot, Katarina, and Gran is broken in the mobile game as they are in this? No, no, uh, they are. All right, not. well, yeah, man. When this game came out, it boy did it have some balance issues. Yeah, it's kind of stupid. Lance, Cat, and Gran just fucking would run past everybody just crush them um yeah this game it kind of falls prey to the normal japanese shit of it has terrible online oh yeah the net code is absolute ass and with covid that like made it die super quick but um it's a it's a pretty good fighting game I mean, there's like I don't think it's like super spectacular, but it looks dope. Um, I played Lance a lot, so I was the one who was dumping <laughs> people. <laughs> um, but I like Ralph played Gran, and Gran was just like fucking booting me all over the place. That was the one I remember. Was there were memes about that kick? Yeah. yeah. About how fucking stupid it was. Uh, like, there would be the meme of him doing that, but also showing the hitbox. And it's like, is that real? And it was always real. Uh, yeah, I remember people complaining about him so much when the game first came out. Yeah, he, I like, 
I I don't know what the hell they were thinking with him. He he just he could kill you in like one hit basically. The boot was plus. All of his attacks were huge and really good on block. Yeah, I I don't know what they were doing with that, but um, I think the system that they have with uh the specials was pretty cool. I hope that's kind of what they do if they if riot decides to go with the rising thunder instead of doing the i hope they would like kind of go this path where you can either press a butt like a special button in a direction to get a special move or you can do an input like a quarter circle forward in a button and they'll have like different properties and there's like a cooldown limit after you do them so if you use just the special button it has a longer cooldown than if you do a quarter circle forward or a dp or something like that i think that's pretty cool because it makes it easier for like if people want to get into a fighting game probably being able to do shoryukens and shit like that on a jump in and react to that is pretty hard so if they just have to press one button it's pretty good but it also balances it out because it they'll do less damage and it'll have a longer cooldown. So you can't use them. So you can't just spam it, which also makes it so that like top level players can't abuse it to the point that it's just broken. I think, yeah, they did a lot of cool stuff. It just, this game was not released at the right time. Hmm. Is there, and I think the single player was like actively a joke. So (laughs) I mean, uh, yeah, I can't even speak on that. I did not pretend to play it. <laughs> uh, I, well, it's just one of those things where it's like we've got this massive RPG mode, and it's like just like Grand Blue, but it's like the only thing that was like Grand Blue was that you could fucking fuse weapons into weapons. I beat that in like two hours. I mean, I'm fully convinced the only fighting game that is going to have a good story is Nether Realms. Yeah, and I feel that way, but it's just like I don't know, man. Or as a Grand, as a Grand Blue fan, like that's the way to sell me on the game is be like yeah dude it's like like grand blue and it has like a story but then it didn't even have a unique story it was just a rehash of everyone's origin stories because they just all got amnesia and fought each other and i was like man what they should have just done what they did with um was it Exerd, where there was like you didn't even have to fight? It was basically yes, just I, exactly. Like novel. that's I I would have way rathered that because I think that is I don't think they're doing that again for Strive. It looks like they actually you like play fights in the story or whatever. So like we'll see how that goes. But like I like Guilty Gear's story because it's one of those things where it's like I oh, you just watch like a fucking two hour super ridiculously high production anime movie basically. Uh, and like I really like those, but yeah, this I, I don't know the story of this. And like as someone who doesn't really like playing fighting games at all anymore, because I just don't have the skill or give a shit enough to try to get good at it. It's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, I don't know, man. They this game like really did not do it for me. And then I think it's also like I think all those things that you like as someone who likes fighting games that you said you think make the game better to me, make it worse because it's just like, yeah, I don't know. It like didn't make it any easier for me to enjoy. And I guess I just like games that have long combo strings. Even if I can't do them, I just think it's more fun to watch. So like, even to me as someone who likes watching fighting games, I can't watch this game. I can't. I just think it is like painfully boring to watch. I think it 
Uh, yeah, but you don't really have like any desire to get serious at fighting games. No, so I at least want them to be fun to watch. So it's like I, the bare minimum. So like I don't even think it's fun to watch. Like I would rather watch Dragon Ball Fighters. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> I I think that it's at least it's like to me it seems like a somewhat good attempt to make it so that it's more accessible. Like. I would prefer that instead of them doing something like going from a Street Fighter 4 with one frame links and stuff like that and hard combos to Street Fighter 5, where it's just like everybody just hits medium punch, medium punch. It, like At this, it's like you can still do combos and... It seems like at least with the newer DLC combos or DLC characters, their combos are kind of unique. Uh, um, but yeah, I feel fighting games are just so hard for people to get into. They like they got to try to do something. And I so we don't we don't have to have this discussion right now because it's a long discussion to have about the accessibility of fighting yeah. games. But like, how do you feel about the way Battle for the Grid does it? Where it's like they don't have oh, that game, game is absolutely that game is not easy to get into. No, 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 it's not easy to get into now. Oh, so, so, I mean, like the level of like the way they uh you made the inputs easier and there's oh, less buttons, like you don't think that does that for people? It, well, it's the same thing. Like, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to be able to fucking like go pro at it right away because the high level of that game is fucking well, like marble levels of bullshit. This, but this, the way specials are done in that and Grand Blue are the same thing. No, I know, but there's no cooldown on them in Power Rangers. I'm just saying, like, yeah. you're talking about doing a Shoryuken motion. Like, you don't have to do that in Battle for the Grid. Yeah, but there's no other, like, main game that's like that. I guess that's true. Plus, Battle for the Grid, even though it, like, has easier inputs, that game is not easy to get oh, no, for I, a new you player. Can, you can watch any combo video of that game, and you know immediately that it is Marvel. Yeah, like, the Grand Blue, it seems... It seems like a good entry into fighting games. If anybody's actually interested in somewhat getting serious at them, it seems like a good place to start rather than a Marvel or a Tekken or something. So I think the thing that's annoying is like now because of COVID, that game's just going to like die on the vine and now fucking Dungeon Fighter Online, the next game they're making is going to come out and well, have good code. I'm excited for that because I didn't watch the... I didn't fully watch the trailer, but I I just noticed that Aiding is made is making it, and they're the same people that made Marvel Three. Oh, so I am actually hopeful for that. But I just mean like that kind of sucks because like I know about Grand Blue and like I don't who the fuck knows about Dungeon Fighter Online. The Chinese. Okay, I guess it's, it's really big in China, but it's just one of those things where it's like, man, that sucks because I feel like Grand Blue deserves. I mean, they're still trying. Are they? Yeah, they just put out a new character. Yeah, but like, uh, it's one of those things where, like, I see every time a Dragon Ball character comes out, I, I did not see any time a Grand Blue character came out after the first two, and when Belial came out. Oh, I, I mean, I tried with Zoe and Sora's. Um, I did not even. Know, I don't even remember when Sora's came out because I like. And I follow sites that post those trailers. So it's just one of those things where I just feel like it got totally boned and that sucks. I don't know. Maybe it's doing better over in Asia where the game is bigger. I guess maybe. Because I know, I know like Giuna and 
them like still stream and stuff like that but i wonder if they can like patch in the new net code they won't okay good i doubt there, <laughs> i doubt there's a reason to like they i doubt won't. enough people are playing it to even bother i think it, um i mean maybe uh, yeah i don't because it's not like they couldn't hire the same people that put rollback into accent core because that is way easier than putting it in this. I yeah, this game is just I don't think it really it, Yeah, but like Strive is going to have rollback. Yeah, but I the, the like the way the netcode is made, I don't think that it most of the time it's not like something that you can just copy and paste. It has to like specifically deal with um like it has to do d- deal with animations and stuff unless it's like a 2D game so mm. I, I don't think it, i think it would be really hard for them to do that mm, so yeah probably not worth it at that point then yeah sad nikio do you still play this um like i tried out ul the newest character but like i still have fun with the game but no i, I guess i don't really like play it as seriously as i did before Okay, because well, I mean, I know I remember when it first came out, you were playing it like pretty frequently, but I know that you had not really wanted to be into fighting games for a while before that. Yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at with fighting games now, pretty okay. much. Like Strive looks interesting, but also I I don't really I don't I don't really care that much. I just like the way it looks. That's all I give a shit about. I fucking yeah. ooh, it looks so tight. I don't care. I'll get my ass beat all day as long as it looks fucking sweet. I'm in. Uh, All right, then. We are at number six. I have some exciting news, guys. Do you? Uh, That was the most talked about game we've had so far. It was. Uh, Listen, there's a lot to to say about (laughs) Geranium Fantasy. Um, Because we had differing opinions. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, my number six was Spider-Man Miles Morales. Ooh. Uh, Matthew, where did that fall on your list? Number four. Nice. Uh, Nukio, did you put that on yours See, or not? If I wasn't stupid and actually played it, that would have been on my list. I'm sure. Oh, but it did not. Because I did not play it. Um, you fucked so up. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you. You <laughs> fucked up. I'll play it so- me and Matt did really like it, and we basically spoiled the ending uh, last week for the moments or sequence thing. So I won't do that just because Nukia wants to play it, um, and I don't need to. It's just, it's fucking, it's Spider-Man again. Like they, Insomniac made another Spider-Man game, except that it is a smaller scale thing, so it is more tightly paced, uh, and like just every mission f- moves and does something, and it just feels like much more well paced like there's not a lot of dead air in it and then there is still a decent amount of side stuff that you can go do whenever you want and it's just one of those things where it's like i like going around the world in that game Mm -hmm. like i would not usually fast travel because i like swinging around the city um and it's like where most of the side stuff i never thought was that great in the first game it's not like this one is that much better uh they removed some of the well they removed all the puzzle elements really um but you could turn those off in the first game anyway so it didn't really matter um 
but yeah, so it like has a lot of those similar types of side mission things, like find this, punch a dude here, stealth there. Like, and it's fun. Like, I like doing those. I did them all. Um, the way the skill system works, because it's a smaller game, you just get more skills more quickly. And then I do think they do a good job of making Miles a different character than Peter. So like when they make the inevitable Spider-Man 2, when you play as both of them, they will actually feel different to play. Uh, because Miles has his like electric abilities and wild shit like that. Um, and it's just cool because since it's in a universe where Peter doesn't die, like he normally does in the Miles Morales things, uh, they're both there. So it's cool to see like Peter has his group of villains. And then like, because this is Miles story, it's like all the ultimate Spider-Man stuff, like with the Tinkerer and uh, the Prowler and stuff like that. I mean, they do fight Rhino in the very beginning, which is interesting as well. Um, but it's, it's just, it's a good plot because it's about miles who is a new at being Spider-Man and he's left alone for a couple weeks. Cause Peter goes on vacation and it's like his job to protect New York. Mm-hmm. And he like grows as a character in some really cool ways. And like, it just feels like, like Matt said this last week, you feel like the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man because he is like Harlem is his neighborhood. And so you help out people in the neighborhood and like, they really care about him and like, you're our Spider-Man and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just, it's fun and it's a, it takes place around Christmas. So if you want to pretend it's a Christmas game, you could do that. And it's short, like, uh, 12, 13 hours or less, depending on how much of the side stuff you do. Uh, yeah, I just really like it. I, I guess I just really like when Sony does this. Like I really liked when they did it with uncharted and the lost legacy, like lost legacy being a smaller standalone thing that was like just a cool well-paced thing with an interesting story is fun and good and i hope they keep doing stuff like this yeah uh, a few things that i want to kind of mention uh you Mm -hmm. were talking about the side stuff and i do like how i I, like there uh, like there's a lot of the the side missions they all have like a through line that ends up having like a little easter egg of some sorts i don't want to spoil but like i like how even like a lot of thought went into even like the side missions and how can we interconnect them and and they that actually leads to like a, a, a villain at one point. Yeah. Like they just do have payoff. Yes. Uh, and then even then, like sometimes it's just like, Oh, you're a Spider-Man fan. Here's this thing. Yes. Like it, it, yeah, it's worth doing them for sure. I also want you brought up Rhino. And I think that's very interesting because if you remember back in 2018, miles has a run in with Rhino and there's that whole stealth sequence where he ha- you have to like hide yeah. from Rhino. And then in this game, right at the beginning, you end up having to fight Rhino. So you have mm-hmm. miles going against Rhino when he didn't have powers and then Rhino going, going to get up against Rhino when he does have powers. So I thought that was mm-hmm. just a nice through line between the two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also the most exciting thing about this game is, and this is going to sound more negative than I mean it to be. We got Miles's like basically his story out of the way. So when we get the true sequel, we can just basically hit the ground running and the two can kind of just take off and we don't have to like build Miles up as a character because they've already done it in this game. So it just gets Mm -hmm. me more excited for, for like the actual true sequel to uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, and I mean, they had set up what a real sequel would be at the end of the first game, yes. and they like reiterate that that's what the next game will be about yes. in the post credit scene of this game, and so it's going to be fucking tight. Yes, it is. And um, <laughs> I, if if you have if you haven't if you played twenty eighteen Spider Man and haven't played this, it, it, it's a must play in my opinion, and it mm-hmm. doesn't even matter if you have only have a PS four because it plays great on PS four. So, yes. Uh, 
definitely, definitely don't sleep on this game. It is absolutely worth your time. Mm-hmm. Nukio, what do you have for your number six? It was Grand Blue. It was Grand Blue. Yeah. That's correct. <laughs> Matthew? Uh, yes. Um, my number six is a game that I have on my list, but Manny is a coward. Oh shit! And that is Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two. Oh look, man, it's the same game. Like uh-huh. I, <laughs> you can't say that. You can't say it that. is though. No, it, you you can't say that because it does a disservice to all the hard work that those developers at Vicarious Visions put into. It. <laughs> hey, like, you know, they literally said they copied the code. Wait, like I can't, I can't take that all away. The hard work, man. Yeah, literally the same code that they used in those games like i can't make that up well yeah but then they added upon it and they brought they added new features from like tony hawk 3 and 4 a lot of thought a lot of work went into this they got it right they brought back the music which i know doesn't sound like a big deal but they took the time to do it to do it right and and like you can say like it was so easy but activision has a history of fucking it up they have fucked up really do in this one, they got it right. And I, I want to reward them and say, like, great job. I'm putting this in my list. I want to reward you number yes. six. Yeah, number six. <laughs> hey, my number six this year is I like this more than my number one last year. 2019 wow. was one of the Holy worst years for video games. I think, there is like, I think there is, like, one game on this list that I like more than anything I played last year. Last so. year, I oh. think, like, one game would make my top ten this year. I don't even wow. think I played one game last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because last year wasn't worth playing games. You might. I well, I mean, Willie plays different games, yeah. but I I vehemently disagree with that. I this year no, I, I think know, was pretty, it was terrible for me in video games. So. I I love this year, and this being number six, I think because it is a remake, it doesn't get into that top five. Uh, but like, yeah, this 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 game is my childhood, and it just made me so happy Who, who's I, your favorite skater i just made, i just used the custom character that's no i uh anyways bam margera bob burnquist <laughs> fuck bam margera get out of here dog. it was cool they added a lot of they added a lot yeah he is uh they added a, they're making a new jackass movie i believe yeah they got um, hospitalized yes that's true um they added a lot of new skaters to this too, which I think yes. is cool. Like like Riley Hawk, and a, they added a bunch of uh, female skaters as well. So tight. Yeah, I, but I just created a custom character and gave him a big beard. And boy, the fucking the skaters that were big when Tony Hawk One and Two came out are so old. They're a little. It's old. fucking. They're like in their mid fifties. Some of them. Well, I mean, this was twenty years ago. It's insane, and they can still skate. And I. Will never. Oh my god, my life is going nowhere. Uh, they can still skate at like fifty four. Shit's fucking wild. You can start skating now. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> you can. <laughs> you gotta believe. Not with that attitude. I wouldn't have been able to skate when I was younger either. I would be dead now. But yeah, this is a good game, and Manny's a coward for not putting it on his list. I'm just... Hey, look, man, I. I would not put that on there because it is the, to me, it is the same game. Like, and it feels the same too. So it's just like one of those things where it's like, yes, they added reverts and manuals, but uh, yeah, I don't know. They could have like, I like, I I, I, I like that game back then. I still like it now. They could have fucked it up. They could have, they could have, they did not. 
and they didn't and that that deserves to be rewarded i mean they did the same thing with crash bandicoot though mm-hmm. so like i don't and know spyro yeah. All right. <laughs> I mean, Spyro stuck before. They made it good now. I, that's I don't know different. if they made it good. It, oh, damn. <laughs> I like the first one. Oh, boy. I got Spyro. It exists. It does. Um, and then, Scott, what is your number six? All right. So I know this is on your list, probably higher up. And. Oh. So I'm sorry if you don't like it at six, but everything from this point on is better than that. (laughs) (laughs) This is a bold statement because I know what it's going to be. I just said Hades. Oh, my God. What? This is my number two game, baby. This is my number four. This is my number five. Ooh, damn. It's my number not on my list. (laughs) God. Matt didn't play it, though. No. Uh, I fucking love Hades, man. It is... Oh, they made it for me. It is a roguelite that I'm actually good at. So that's cool because it makes me feel good. That's the um, biggest issue with it. You're not good at it? No, is that it's too easy in my opinion. <laughs> well, I mean, are you playing with like 12 heat? Yeah, be- I've, I've beaten it over the 10. Te- I've beaten it like 20 times. Oh, damn. You get you, you get to the point where it's like... I, maybe it's just me because I just I pick the bow and I just make the best build that I can and it, to me it oh, just seems I easy. I love God, the bow. I, I hate the bow. I <laughs> hated the guns and the fists. Oh, the fucking rules, dog. Those are my two favorite weapons. The fists I can win no matter what with and the gun I liked playing more in early access because it was actually stupid because you could get homing bullets and then they realized that was so broken that they had to change it. They gave that to the bow instead. I know because the bow <laughs> sucked in early access. Uh, I think but the spear is the worst. Oh, I think this. I do, I like the sword the least. The spear I can fucking rule with too, and the uh, shield is absolutely busted. Oh yeah, because he can block everything. Um, but no, that's what I like about it is like, it's not one of those things where it's just like everything feels the same. Like each weapon is unique. And like, that's why we can each say like, oh, I like this weapon or I don't like this weapon is because it ends up being a personal preference thing. And each one feels different enough. And then if you get the weapon aspects, it changes them even more from that. So like, it's just, it does such a good job of having so much in there to like oh you don't like this but maybe you'll like this thing and then even then you can get the god powers that you want to pick so that you can make it cater more to your play style and then even that like to your thing like if you think it's too easy you can crank up the heat in some like fucking so, wild ways but then me, that gives you more unique rewards to me i well. think the more i played it the more i was like man i wish this wasn't a roguelike and i wish it was just yes. an rpg Oh, I'll give you that. I because I like the plot so much and I like the characters so much. I wish that about every roguelite, to be honest with you now. Mm-hmm. Because like I think I think Dead Cells peaked me on roguelites. Because it it felt so fucking good and it was like, okay, they actually made a good roguelite. And that game also doesn't have a huge focus on story and makes it more like a kind of a joke. Um where you like find lore, but it doesn't matter. And the dude even is like, what the fuck is this? Uh, whereas like Hades, I think would have worked better as a 
just a regular straight like action game like Bastion was. But I think that it says a lot about how good the writing is and like how good the characters are that they were able to make it work in a roguelite setting. But I do I do get that criticism is the more you play. I mean, like each run now takes me like an hour or more. And like that is too long for a roguelite run. But it's just like I want to see and interact with all the characters again. So it doesn't make it that upsetting for me. Um, but I mean, other than that, like, yeah, I think the story is really good and I will someday have done all the stuff to get the epilogue, but it'll take me another 800 hours. Like I played this game for like 75 hours and that's from the beginning of early access when it first came out to now. And I said this to Matt last week. I think one of the reasons I like it so much is because like I was able to see the evolution of what it was like back then. Like originally you beating the Hydra was the end of the game. Like that was all that was in there. And so like you could see them change the weapons and change things based on player feedback and you could see it come together. Like originally a lot of the characters didn't even have character art like Nyx and like Kauron and a lot of the characters you would find in events would all have the same generic like ghost background art. And then like now they all have like wildly unique shit and all of these really unique voices and it's just I, that is what Supergiant is the best at is making good, cool worlds that I am interested in with cool characters. And so I this game just really does it for me. I still think I like Pyre more overall just because of what it does with making fucking fantasy NBA jam or whatever. But how did you feel about the weird like um, management shit with like the building guys? what like the dudes that you have to pay the gems to oh, like so that, that was added that was added really late so what i think is annoying is you can start the game now and like start doing that stuff whereas i still am like wicked far behind because those currencies weren't in the game for my first 50 runs so i am like super behind on the building stuff originally you would have to buy the stuff from like the shops in the like in your run and there was only a couple things like you could buy a poster of Aphrodite and something else. Um, I don't know. I, I a lot of that doesn't matter because it's mostly cosmetic. But I think the stuff that you can buy with the crystals uh, is cool. Like the fact that you can get gold out of pots or like that specific things will be more effective for you or whatever. I like that aspect of it. But I mean, it doesn't really matter, I guess, either way. What about you, Scott? This is your number six, right? Yeah, no, I overall enjoyed it. It was a good game. It was solid. <laughs> <laughs> Just everything else is better, right? Everything else on my list is better. I mean, there's one game that's higher than that that I just vehemently disagree with. Uh, oh, you don't even know but, that. And you know, you know exactly what it is. Uh, oh. yeah, I, don't know. I, I, I really like Hades a lot, so it's my it's my numero two. Yeah, Manny and I suffer the same problem with roguelites. Everyone we say, why does this have to be a roguelite? I know. There's so, like, every roguelite I play now, I just feel like, oh man, they could have just made this, like, not a roguelite, and it would have been just as good. I feel like this game probably broke you even more with that. It did because it's just it's one of those things where it's like now I will never play another roguelite probably that I like as much as Hades or Dead Cells like ever because it's just one of those things where it's like what most things don't add anything to it. It's just like, oh, you there's cards 
wow. And it's like, I, I think I'm at this point, I'm over procedural generation. Like at some point would dead cells have been a more interesting game if you could still get all that stuff. And it was just more like Castlevania symphony of the night. Like probably oh, it's I, just one of those things where it, it's like, yeah, I, at a certain point, I think there is room for procedural generation in games. But on the other side, I think that like, if you handcraft a world, it's just better usually. Yeah, I mean, yeah, imagine imagine Dead Cells, but it's a Metroidvania. That would be incredible, like a real Metroidvania. Oh, it would be, it would be ridiculous. Yeah, yeah it I, would be like probably I, one of my top 10 favorite games of all time. Yes. Because of, I, of how much I like the way that game feels. I really like being able to just go into a game, drop down, go play for like maybe 20 minutes, and then just get stomped, and then just restart, just do it again. And so, like, in some games, that's fine. But then, like, what about games where, like, Hades, where in the later game, your runs are over an hour long? Like, that's too long for a roguelite. Like, well, that's why... I mean, like, see, I... Spelunky, Spelunky is a roguelike, and your runs will last at maximum 15 minutes. For Hades, mine were like, yeah, I was just doing, like, 20 minutes or less. With the bow, like, you just fucking run through shit. Well, that's what at a certain point when the heat is so high, they have so much health. You can't do that. Like when you're fucking running with 20 heat, they have like over 200 percent their normal health and full armor. Like you you just literally can't do that at a certain point. I mean, if you build right, like I, I mean, I haven't played in like a month. So before like Poseidon was fucking disgustingly broken, like the rupture. So the rupture is very good. You could just shred, every, especially if you had the bow, like you could just kill everything instantly. So maybe like I haven't played it. So I know they did a lot of rebalancing and they rebalanced like the trinkets a lot. So maybe now it's harder, but I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's just one of those things where like I now roguelite runs, if they take more than like 15 minutes, I just don't want to do it. To me, this is probably the first roguelite I played that I was like, wow, I really wish this actually wasn't a roguelite. <laughs> yeah. See, like I feel that way with every roguelite now, basically. So it's just one of those things where it's like, I, it's the same thing that happened with battle royales. It's like, yes, Belunky was I've really never large battle. Royale. Well, I mean me either, but that's what happens is, or MOBAs were that for a certain point. It's like one, comes out and is really popular and then everybody makes that thing yeah and like now it's like oh is this a roguelite with card based elements you fucking bet it is to me is this, is this a roguelite metroidvania you fucking bet it is like it's just like man can't we just not to me like I, I found myself just being like oh man i have to like go through the game now i just want to like talk to meg or <laughs> hades or like i just want to like talk to the characters i don't want to have to run through this shit again yeah and that's fair so but i it, like i to me the reason that this does a good job is being a roguelite as well is because it like made me want to go do more runs so that i could come back and talk to those characters or like the fact that you have to beat the game 10 times to actually get the ending so it's like it's a reason to actually beat it again instead of being like okay i'm done now because i beat it once you know what i mean yeah so yeah i don't know I, they're like one of my favorite developers, so I will probably play on like anything they do forever. Yeah, I think they made Pyre, right? Pyre, yeah. yeah. Every time I see Pyre, I'm like, 
man, I think I w- really would have liked this game if it was like real time or like not like yeah, weird. I thought it's like weird RTS sort of. No, that's Transistor. Oh. No, Pyre is like literally just fantasy NBA jam. Like it's like the outer elements are it's a visual novel where you talk to all the characters and then you pick the characters you want to go into the battle. I think you would really like Pyre. Oh, no, my my thing with Pyre, I wanted there to be like multiplayer or PvP. There is. There is? Yeah, I mean, we could play. I don't know that there's online, but uh, we could play each other. There's definitely multiplayer because there's multiplayer achievements. Uh, I think on if there's online, yeah, I should have played that. Yeah, I don't know that it has online, but yeah, you can make like wild fucking strategies in Pyre with certain yeah. skills and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now I've lost all concept of time. Who said that? That Scott? was Scott. Scott. <laughs> Scott at number six, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, right. My number six. Let's let's keep it on the roguelike train. Oh, I see where you're going with this. As I say that my number six is Monster Train. Okay. Mm. Yes, this is on. Um, talking about easy roguelites, boy, did I beat this on my first try. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I really like card card-based roguelites. <laughs> oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> it could not be more different in this statement. Like, I really like this, and this makes me want to go play Slay the Spire. I think you would really like Slay the Spire. Monster Train is just easier Slay the Spire. To which... me, it's like, they're just, they're games that I can just so easily turn my brain off and, like, listen to a podcast or something, or listen to music and just go through it and play. And it's fun. Like, it was really easy the first time I went through, but every time you go through, it's kind of like Hades where it'll add new monsters and you'll get new cards and like, it'll make them make, it'll make everything harder. So the difficulty definitely spiked exponentially. So I actually had to start thinking of how to properly build a deck. And there's also like, there's a little bit of lore that is pretty cool. Like you're a, you're demons trying to get your trying to get back to hell, and angels are stopping you. And sometimes you run into events where it's like it'll show where another train with demons crashed on it, and you can like search through the remains, and it'll tell you some little weird lore, which I thought was pretty cool. But also the gameplay is just. Uh, like it's just fun. You gotta play Slay the Spire. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just the same shit. <laughs> no, it is, but it's it's definitely like way harder. Yeah. So I think you will like it a lot more. Like just because of the way you have to build your deck and what each character's abilities have. They added another character since I played it. Nukio, you played Slay the Spire, right? Yeah, I played it. Yeah, yeah. I never was able to beat it. Uh, and I it suck at it. And then at work the past couple weeks, Nigel was playing it on his iPad during breaks and was like, oh, I got to the final, yeah. final boss. And I was like, what? That's the other thing. I like. <laughs> I Most of the games that I play on my phone are card-based roguelites. So, <laughs> of course they are. <laughs> like, if I, I, I don't think Monster Train is on mobile, but if it was, dude, I would fucking love that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Slay the Spire is, I don't, I mean, it's at least on the Apple app store. I don't know if it's on Android. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know why you guys like to slander roguelites so much. I Look, I don't, I'm not slandering them. I think they're good. And most of them, I just think like, I, I've played so many roguelites, dog. Because every game is a roguelite now. This is the game that actually broke me for, like, not this game, but Slay the Spire was the one that broke me. Because, oh my god, it took like two hours to get to like the second level. It Like, the runs just took way too long. I don't know if you had a similar issue, Manny. Oh, no, I just sucked. Well, I, I sucked, too. I couldn't get past the second area. I couldn't get to the second area most of the time. So, like, so I, I was... just... It, I'm just bad at building decks, mm-hmm. and then when, like, part of the deck building is randomization... I mean, Nukio's seen me play card games and mm-hmm. fucking trails. I'm playing Vantage Masters. <laughs> I'm making all these fucking mistakes, not using half the abilities of my cards, and then losing, and I could have won... It's just, I'm just bad at card games overall, so it's like... Yeah. I surprisingly like that, even though I don't like card games. That makes very little sense. <laughs> I, I don't like card games either, so like we're all... Like I, like, I, like, I like Monster Train, but I mean, maybe if I took time to get into Hearthstone, I would like it. I So I did like Hearthstone for a while. Scott was way into Hearthstone. But I feel like for games like Hearthstone, shit like that, there's somehow there's like there's more random shit mm. because in in this like they'll i know what enemies i'm going to be facing because you can oh, look okay. ahead to see bosses and stuff like that in hearthstone it's just like i just remember when it first came out listening to people talk about how unbalanced it was it was just like oh if you play this certain deck you might as well, if, if, like if you play one deck and the other person is playing one that counters it, it's like you might as well just give up. I don't like shit that's like why, that. That's why I quit because it was when Cthulhu came out, and then if you weren't using a Cthulhu deck, you might as well have not even been playing the game. And so the way that I think Monster Train or games like that fix it is that you can you build your deck as you go. So I can look ahead and see, like, oh, I'm going to be fighting this boss. I should be looking out trying to get these cards or these artifacts. In Hearthstone, stuff like that is just like, well, well, fuck, I guess I'll get them next time. But I feel like a big difference between, like, those two. Well, okay, I don't really know much about Monster Train, but, like, I'm assuming it does not have, like, PvP like Hearthstone does. So you're not uh, really it, dealing it, with, like... It has, it has, like, a... Um, like you, you play against four other people, and you see who can beat, like who can do a run the fastest in real uh, time. But there's no like me versus somebody else. Huh. Weird. Because I feel like that's what always turned me off of for stuff like Hearthstone and stuff where like you're like playing against another player. With cards, with like a card game, because then it's yeah, just like, like there's a meta. Yeah, and it's just and that kind of stuff, just like. And if really the and if the meta isn't fun, then the game just isn't fun. Right. As someone who watched a three-hour PowerPoint about Yu-Gi-Oh this year, I know all about the. <laughs> I so. can't. Well, I, feel speak, like... I can't speak on Yu-Gi-Oh. But... <laughs> I feel like Slay the Spire. Like, there's a certain like you have to build a like decks a certain way, otherwise you will not beat that game. Uh, that is true. And then like the only thing you really unlock in that game is more artifacts. Right. So where like Monster do... Train, like I know it's easier, but at least like it seems like you can switch up strategies and stuff. So yeah, yeah, and you cannot see what the boss is in Slay the Spire. Right. 
So, yeah, I don't know. Well, that's cool. Monster train, huh? Monster train. Do you know what this means? We're halfway. What? Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, we don't have to talk about Hades anymore. Oh, no. That's true. So we... Scott stabbed me with that one. Yeah. Uh, we're at five now? Yeah. Five. Oh. All right. Yakuza like a dragon. Oh, my God. It's my number five. Yo, I love Yakuza, and I love turn-based RPGs, and then they had a baby, and it's this game. Uh, I have talked about this game a lot on the podcast recently, so uh, I don't have to go super deep into it, but I think for the studio's first attempt at a RPG, they did a pretty good job. I think that there are things that they could make better in the next one, like maybe making it an RPG to start with instead of making a action game. And then all of a sudden when your April fool's joke about a turn-based Yakuza does well, completely rehauling the entire game in a couple months. Uh, like that would be my go-to to start. <laughs> um, but yeah, like even with their like ridiculously quick turnaround time from changing it to an action game to, a JRPG. I think they did a pretty good job with that. Um, but like I said, there are definitely issues like the issue that Matt ran into where he literally couldn't beat a boss and couldn't go to train somewhere or the insane difficulty spikes in the later chapters of the game. Um, it has like a lot of good side content and it does the same thing where like the main story is usually pretty serious and the side content is like goofy, dumb shit. Uh, I have said a million times, I think Ichiban is actually a good character, whereas Kiryu is kind of like a non-character who's like a big, dumb gorilla man. Uh, not that I don't love Kiryu, but I just think that like Ichiban is a like more better, well-developed character that they could do more with in the future if they continue his story. Um, and even then, like they just do a good job of developing a lot of the characters in this game because that's it, it's more about that. It's about like a party experience. Um and yeah, I, I don't know. It is the same kind of ridiculous Yakuza story. People die, people fake die, wild shit happens, um, and that's cool. And they they take that to the next level with like you can summon people, and so like one of the summons is like a fucking crawfish, and it's just, it's so stupid. A giant Roomba, whatever. There's a go kart mini game. I just the amount of content in this is hilarious, and I I don't know how they always end up doing it, but I really like this game. Uh, I was like pretty worried about it just because it's one of those things where it's like oh this is their first try at making something different what if it's terrible what if they do a bad job but i i think they did a pretty good job i sadly do think that enough people complained about it that they will probably go back to it being an action game um because there are a lot of yakuza fans who were so upset by the change and like i I really liked it, but I saw a lot of people say like, yeah, I will not play another Yakuza game if it doesn't go back to how it was. Is it a different storyline? Yeah, so it's it's not Kiryu anymore. It's so, then why do people care? That's what I, that's what I, well, because people just like beat-em-up games, and they just want it to be like that again. Yeah, like me personally, I get bored with turn-based, so after like 18 hours, and I hit that boss, and I was just kind of I lost interest in it. Yeah, like I ne I never get bored with turn-based stuff because usually I am like Willy where I will try to find whatever strategy is going to fucking shatter the balance of the game. Mm. Um, I was not able to do that in this, but I did get pretty powerful with certain skills and stuff. Um, 
like at the end I had well almost just spoiled the huge major plot point but uh, at the end I had a character who had a flaming sword and when you realize that also everything has an elemental weakness along with a blunt or pierce weakness I could fucking shred random encounters um but it's just I totally lost my train of thought um oh pe- people like uh people like beat em up games and they they wanted to go back to that, and I I also th- saw a lot of people saying they would rather have had Kiryu be the main character. But like, man, dude had seven games to be the main character, and that battle system didn't change that much after seven games. So I feel like it needed to do something. And so like, even if it was just, hey, maybe now they can have Yakuza be a turn based game, and then they can keep making judgment games and have them be the Yakuza style combat. Or something like that. I I don't know, but I, I have a feeling they're not going to make another JRPG. So bummer for me. But yeah, that is a bummer. Else. Uh, but I I do like that it is a new story because I just like Kiryu's story was over five times basically. <laughs> like he's like the fucking dude in Lethal Weapon, where at the end of each game he's like, ah, oh, yes, we've finally gotten out of the Yakuza, and then they pull him right back in each game, and it's like, all right, how many times can we possibly have this happen? Um. So yeah, I, I don't know. I like turn-based games like Yakuza just does a good job of blending the two. Um, and I'm curious to see the direction they go in from here. So that's all I got with that. Nukio, what is your number five? It was Hades. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Matt, your number five. Who? Matt? Matt? <laughs> Matt? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I've been doing like timestamps for all the games that we've been talking about so i was um my number five is a little game called doom eternal that's not a little no that is not a little game um (laughs) i will say fuck the haters i I like all right this game i like this game everyone else is just i this is a the best way to describe this game is to me it's basically suffers from the same issue Uncharted 3 suffers from where it's a good game it's a great game but it's just not as good as its predecessor Mm. and because the internet is all about being extreme if it's not as good as the predecessor then it's the worst thing that's ever happened to everything in the world. I I don't know I mean I don't know that I saw a lot of that I saw a lot of reviewers just being like yeah I just don't think it's as good but it reviewed better which is weird so, but like, but like, I'm talking about like just the internet as a whole. Oh, I d- I never saw any randos talk about this game. Oh, okay, uh, but yeah, like to me, like it it didn't 2016 still better, but that doesn't mean it's this is not a great game. Like I I really enjoy, I would say 90 percent of it I really enjoy. Um, what about the other 10? The other 10 is just new stuff they added that like it wasn't bad. It just really what they were hoping it would do it just didn't really now is this the one where you swim in acid yes i have heard so many people complain about that section of the game saying how horrible it was Uh, how do you feel about it i've it was fine i guess i mean like i they they definitely tried some new stuff with like some exploration in much bigger areas the entire game was a lot longer than the 2016 game. Uh, but like, I liked this game enough that I played it. And then a couple months later, I went back and I replayed. Because like, you could just go back into the levels 
and I would just I went back and replayed all the levels and got all the collectibles. So I hmm. I easily put a good thirty hours into this game, and I I got I collected everything I could. Uh, which it like some of the collectibles did like just make you a little bit more powerful and gave you some power ups and stuff. So uh, no, I, I really did enjoy this game. I do know before launch, one of their goals for this game was to basically make the their previous game feel unplayable when you go back to it. And I don't think they hit that mark at all to the point where I went back to 2016 and I was like, oh, I kind of like this a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but like I, that doesn't, as I said, like that doesn't mean I don't like Doom Eternal. It's just Doom twenty sixteen is one of my favorite games of all time, and oh no, it's not as good as that. That doesn't mean it's a bad game. It just means it's just didn't quite live up to the mark. Uh, they also did try some weird stuff with the story, which I think that's where like places like Giant Bomb were very disappointed, where they were like really weirdly into twenty sixteen story to the point mm-hmm. where like they were like this is one of the greatest stories of like that year. And I, I just never felt that way about 2016 Dooms. Like, I just, well, I mean, it's just like it's because it was a parody of itself. Uh, yes. And like then in this one, they were like, what if we didn't do that? And it was serious. And that's why people did not like the story of this. Game. I don't think that's the case. I think they like they nailed the self-awareness in 2016 where they just didn't hear. Yeah. Where like at one point, the Doom guy says rip and tear in this Gross. game. <laughs> And so he like actually speaks it, but it just a lot of it just doesn't work. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, but like just actually playing the game and running around and like using all the weapons, I really did enjoy all of that. And just, um, but like the flames, where you like you you like light uh, enemies on fire, and that's how you get your armor and stuff. That just didn't quite click. But like, I, and I know I'm being negative, but I really did enjoy this game. But it's just, it's hard not to compare it to 2016. And yeah, it's just not quite as good as 2016. But that's, it's still one of the best uh, first person shooter campaigns I've played in a very long time. The music's cool. All the music the- fucking rules. Too the bad music. they'll never have Mick Gordon again. Oh, it's so sad. It makes me want to cry, dude. Yeah. Fuck. Well, they might. Maybe now that Microsoft owns them, they can just pay them enough money that'll do it. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Because yeah, Mick Mick Gordon. I mean, twenty sixteen had great music, and you know, Doom Eternal had great music, and. I, I, I still listen to the Doom Eternal soundtrack, and I didn't even play the fucking game. I think he even worked on the Wolfenstein 2 soundtrack. Oh, um, nice. So, um, yeah, it's a bit of a bummer, uh, but like, it's still a great game, and I definitely recommend. It's on Game Pass as well now. I saw oh, that, yeah. And it's on PC Game Pass as well. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely, definitely worth a check. If, if you like first-person shooter campaigns, it's definitely worth playing. Okay. Uh, so now we're back to Scott, and this is where I'm getting really curious about his list because I don't, I don't know. <laughs> what is? What's the first? Uh, there, are, there, are, there, are, there are two games that I know will be on there. I'm just very, I'm very curious. Actually, about I know that you're getting more and more upset. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, what's your number five game? Uh, my number fifth game is Visage. Okay, I don't know what this is, but I have heard you talk about it. Nukia watched me play it for a little bit. Is it about ghosts? Oh, that game. Okay. <laughs> I, 
I you may have talked to me about this. So what is it? It's you know what PT is, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's yeah. this game. Yeah. So okay. When PT got canceled, they um, went on Kickstarter and a group of people made pretty much this game. That is a spiritual successor to PT. Mm-hmm. And it's just a nice spooky game that I needed because there's no spooky games until next year. Is the next every game is spooky? So get ready. <laughs> is this game as good as PT though? That game was like weirdly loved. It's not as good as PT, but can we call that a game or can we? Call I, it everybody a seems to think it's like the fucking greatest thing on the face of the oh, earth, but it's like it's ten game means playable teaser. Okay, we're all right. <laughs> With, uh, who was it? Daryl from The Walking Dead. Yes. Yes. Or from, uh, what's it called? Death Stranding. Death Stranding. <laughs> <laughs> Norman Reedus. Uh, um, how long is this game? Uh, depends how fast you can get through it. It's one of those, it's like a normal horror game. It has puzzles. So it depends how fast you can remember where stuff is and piece everything together. Okay. If you're an average person, probably eight, ten hours. Okay, so like yeah, average, like smaller indie game length type thing. You can do it in like an hour. Uh, oh, do you think they like hit their mark with it? Like, do you think it like does a good enough job of like trying to be PT that like? I personally think it did, and a lot of okay. people were happy with it. Yeah, that's that's cool because I I know a lot of people like wanted a game like PT. Uh, people still every time a Sony thing is going to be announced, they're like, "Is it Silent Hill?" Uh, so maybe maybe they'll get that someday, but it sounds like They're this is selling Silent Hill. <laughs> yeah, they got to make Konami's got to make a pachinko machine. They're making, for... making the pachinko money, and they're making the Dead by Daylight money right now. They're from health clubs, you know they gotta they gotta do their stuff. Um, that's cool though, because I know you like spooky games, and I well, next year's your year. But uh, yeah, yeah that's... side note: Are you excited for the medium? Oh, I don't know. I'd have to look into it. I haven't really looked at anything. Oh, okay. uh, I think you will like it. And it's on PC Game Pass when it comes out. Yes. I don't have it's a free well, you could fucking pay a dollar for it and play the medium, okay? <laughs> you should you should look up the medium. Yes, oh, you absolutely you should. Don't, you don't have an Xbox, so you're going to have to play it on PC. Um, all right. Okay. So that's that's uh, Scott's numero five, and that's see. This is why I'm excited. I love when people talk about games I've never heard of and did not play. I don't really talk about it much, but yeah. <laughs> it's like PT. We know. It's, it's uh, PT. William. Speaking of games that Manny would like, my number five is Call of Duty Cold War. <laughs> rough uh how's this uh, it, like, Call of duty let's talk about cold war dude uh i have not played the single player of course you have not so i can't speak <laughs> on that you <laughs> probably you, you probably shoot some russians uh, uh eh, it's the cold war you're not supposed to do that yeah, but, you know Ronald dragon is in it i do know that of course how's the multiplayer um, boy, let me talk about the issues this game has. <laughs> oh my god, it's your number five game? 
no see that's that's why you talk about the issues and then when i get to the good stuff you're like holy shit this must be really big all right listen can i ask a serious question is it better than modern warfare was last year 100 percent oh 100 percent. okay did not expect that continue on (laughs) um so first of all one issue the friends list man that shit ain't work uh (laughs) I, i try to play with mike um I go to his username, right? It's the man of milk. I go to that, and it says... I don't know if you should say what his username on air. It Not that we have a big audience. Because it's got, like, a bunch of random... It's, like, one of those leet shits. But it... It fucking... I go to his username, and for some reason, it's a tied to Nukio's Blizzard account. What? Yeah, what? so like I'll I'll go to Mike's username and it will say Nukio's Blizzard account. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't I can't invite him to games. So oh. I had to like somehow I I don't know, I just kept sending him friend requests. So now I have multiple versions of him <laughs> on my friends list, except one of them is Nukio. He he just shares that name. Um What? Uh-huh. All right, bad battle nets doing work, I guess. One issue that they had in Modern Warfare and that they had in Black Ops was they have sh- specific shaders for multiplayer, and it it they never download. Like every time I get on the game, it's like, oh god, download these shaders, dude. It'll go to a hundred. I turn the game off. Next time I turn, hey, dude, these shaders, we gotta download them again. Dog, like hold on, and it does that every time. I don't know how they've haven't fixed it, but I, everything else, the maps suck shit. That's that's a big thing, but I you're, think, fucking, you're only talking about the multiplayer, man. That's yeah. the whole point of the fucking game. How is it better than Modern Warfare then? Because Modern Warfare had some of the worst maps I've played in a Call of Duty. <laughs> okay, all right. Oh, so, um, they took they fixed like things like the footsteps being super loud, so it's normal again. The gunplay all feels better to me. The perks are more balanced. They're not as fucking stupid as Modern Warfare. You're not forced to take certain perks. Um, the maps are... They're not good, but they're much better than Modern Warfare was. Um, yeah, it's just, the positive it's, part? it's just like... It's a good call. It's like it's Call of Duty. So, so you, I feel like there's always... Shoot. Like- divided between that like you either like modern warfare or you like black ops so i used to like modern warfare more i still think modern warfare 2 is the best cod cod 4 and modern warfare 2 are so fucking good and i didn't like treyarch games back then but ever since the infinity ward people went to go make titanfall treyarch has just made so much better games than infinity ward hmm like mod, like Infinity Ward with Modern Warfare, they keep making very weird mistakes. Where like, in no in no shooting game should walking be one of the biggest mistakes you make. Like, like the footsteps were so loud in Modern Warfare, you almost couldn't move, so everybody would camp because you would know exactly where they were. Like, I don't know how you fuck something like that up. But but they somehow managed to do that. 
they didn't they fixed that in this it's like yeah it's a good call of duty game the the shooting's really good they went back to the good game modes all right tell us about zombies haven't downloaded it (laughs) (laughs) um what about warzone have you been playing that uh, I did play a lot of Warzone. That game, boy, did it have a lot of hackers. Um, Warzone is probably one of the best battle royales I've played, in my opinion, because I think it just has a lot better shooting than I think Apex is probably the only battle royale I enjoy more than it. But I mean, it's still a really good battle royale. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's a lot different because most of the most PC shooting games are like Valorant or CS:GO, but it's nice to actually go back to a Call of Duty like a respawn game where it's like deathmatch type. Yeah, type. like you, you have to play it a lot differently than you would um, a tactical shooter, which I haven't played a Call of Duty in a long time except Modern Warfare, but I didn't play that, so I don't really count it. It was nice to just go back to a respawn game and fucking shoot people. Not have to think, really. Okay. I don't know how Reagan's doing, but... (laughs) Uh, Excellent. Mm, We're at number four now. All right. Yes. This is where I will reveal the question I have about Scott's list. Uh Uh-oh. Very exciting. Ooh. My number four game is Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, snap. Where is that for you, Nukia? That is my number two game. Oh, shit. Scott, where is that for you? Why do you think I made my list? Oh, my. Please, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> it's my number one. Yes! I knew it! Oh, my God. Okay. The podcast is saved. Anyways, uh,. God, I fucking uh so I think that the parts they changed about the story are absolute dog shit trash. Oh. I I I think that the fucking dumb wraiths are stupid like trying to fucking like keep it so that it is the same as the original story or whatever. Uh but I do think they do a good job of like characterizing Aerith, characterizing Tifa and Barrett and just I love battling in that game. I love it. Like, I usually like turn-based games over action games, and this is the first JRPG, modern JRPG, where I feel like they got the correct balance of making it part action, part turn-based. Like, correct. And I just want all Square games going forward to be like this, which is a bummer because Final Fantasy 16 looks like a straight-up action game. (laughs) Uh, which is fine I mean if they do it right I think that could be really cool as long as it's fucking better than 15 because uh, I really didn't I really didn't like that battle system um, but I mean I I just at least there will probably be two more games uh, in the Final Fantasy 7 remake saga here so yeah I, I mean like I don't even know what to say about it like other than that it is the first like point zero one percent of the Final Fantasy 7 story God, because it's just the part in Midgar, which is like so early on in the original Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, 
Like you can you can run that in what like two hours or something in the original game if you're good at it. Right. Yeah, I just, it's it's just wild. But I yeah, I don't know. Like it's one of those things where like this was so easy for them to just totally botch because it had the same type of development cycle as Final Fantasy 15 had where it's like you guys announced this a long time ago like is this going to come out? Is it going to be made? And then it all of a sudden they were like, "Yep, still coming out, still being made." And it like it had a bunch of that weird shit like where the marketing was just like they're only showing what would be happening in the first couple hours of Final Fantasy 7. Like, what does this tell? And then people were bummed out when it was it was revealed that, yes, this is only the first part in Midgar. But I think they do a good enough job of it, like, being a complete story up until the end, which we don't have to talk about. But it's, what the fuck is the end of this game, man? I, oh, God, I just people have such a Sephiroth boner that, like, they were like, we got to put him in, even though he should not have been in this first part at all. But that's what I think is so cool about it and why it's like it is not just a remake of Final Fantasy seven. And that's the part I think is the coolest part about it and what it will be like going forward is like. It's going to be a different story now because it happened differently and they got rid of their whole like all oh, the rates are trying to protect the timeline or whatever thing. And like they made it so that now people can shut the fuck up because it is very clear that the rest of the story will not be the same. And that it is technically like a sequel to final fantasy seven. So now we don't have to worry about people being like, well, that's not how this scene happened. They can do whatever they want and it's fine. Aerith can live if they want. They, they do whatever. And that's what I think is the coolest part about the plot of this. But I just, man, when's part two? I just want to play the fucking battles again, man. Let me add it. Do either of you have any hot ads to this product? Um, I don't know. Not really. As someone who, like, wasn't really big on Final Fantasy VII in the first place. You and me both, dog. Yeah. I didn't really have, like my expectations set high for this. So yeah, I did end up really liking this game a lot. Mm. Uh, like, yeah, like you said, combat's very good. They do a good mix of turn-based and action. Story was whatever, you know, I wasn't really invested in the first one. So like, if they change stuff, that's cool. If they don't, that's cool too, mm. I guess. I mean, they're uh, definitely. Yeah. Game looks really good. Minus like, door you know the <laughs> some of the textures <laughs> but the famous door texture yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't and it it's one of those things where like i really it is really linear for a lot of it like you're just running down like corridors and stuff but one of the things about that is like they can't have the graphics be as good as they are if it's not like that and I, I actually, I talked about this when I was streaming Trails of Cold Steel last night, but like, it's one of the reasons why I don't like JRPGs as much as I used to. And it's because they, they literally can't have the scale of game they used to have on the PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 and have them be at all modern. Because it's just like the amount of assets it will take and the amount of money it will cost is absurd. So they just like you you can't have a game like Chrono Cross again. You can't have a game like Suikoden 2 again unless they are like 
indie games that people funded, which is why Euclidean Chronicles is happening, right? Or whatever the fucking Suikoden people are making. I can't remember yeah, yeah. the name. I don't like know. The- I think Chrono Cross is a more approachable one because it is a shorter JRPG. Chrono Cross is mad long, dude. Chrono Trigger is the first one. Oh, which my bad. More approachable. Even that's <laughs> not. Because, because uh, it just people don't know how to fucking characterize characters in an RPG anymore. Well, that's a different issue then. They need to get that better. Is they need to get better writers. But like Chrono Trigger is a thirty hour. You can make like a high oh, you could you could do it and you could do it in way less than that. But no one's gonna do that. Right. That's right. what I'm saying. Sure. Sure. And so like yeah, in Final Fantasy, people are like, oh my god, how many times do I have to walk through a narrow corridor? And it's like, look, dude, they're hiding the loads. And did you see the character models? Because uh, they're pretty good. Yeah. When this game came out, everyone was like, this game has the highest production value I've ever seen in a video game. Oh yeah feel the person like shoveling money out of their hand for the make it rain shit like it just it it feels like so much money went into it and the fact that it's the first part is hilarious to me yes so i i'm curious to see what they do for the second part and when it will come out because i would have thought that they would try to hit every other year but uh but like i don't know i don't know but now they have final fantasy 16 as well they do. At least they're different teams. Yes, so like, yes. it, it's a different thing. But like, I people for some reason think that they're going to churn these out once a year. Ooh, I, that's a I, that's a that's a that's no. A, that is a that's hope. A, that's a special wish that we will not receive. Like, I don't even know if it'll come out in twenty twenty two. Like, I do those think about. Are, I don't know. Are those the same people that think Metroid Prime Four is going to come out next year? Is, is, do you think there's a lot of overlap in that? I was told that uh, it's coming out January of 2023 by Amazon. Mm, I got so. that email too. <laughs> nice, perfect. <laughs> so, hmm. what if the only Final Fantasy game I've played is six? Should I play? Uh, nope, never play another one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, if, like, I guess that solves that. What if the yeah. only one I've played is fifteen? Definitely play another one. Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean. Really, really, anyone in my opinion. <laughs> well, not. I, I'll stick the. Uh, I'll. I'll avoid the the big MMOs. No, no, you can play one of those too. I. You know I me. Mean, you know me. I would not get into that. Oh, I mean, you I couldn't get. Into, I don't think you get into any of them. Really. Yeah, I don't think you could like any of them. Yeah. So. yeah. But I mean, definitely, fifteen is my least favorite one for sure. I did not like it, and I stopped. So. Well, I'm proud of you. That's because you just don't get it, dude. He's blunt. I, 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 I didn't like it, and I didn't stop. So, <laughs> Yikes. Uh, which I—that's my problem with a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott, as someone who really likes Final Fantasy VII, and your screen name involves Sephiroth, how, how do, you, how did you feel about this game? Like, did it do what you wanted it to do? It did. I, okay. Originally, I thought it was just gonna be a remake. And then, as you're going through, little things here and there are different. You're like, whatever. They're just changing up the game slightly. And then key people don't die, and you're like, whoa. <laughs> this plot's going to be messed up at this point. Yeah, well, yeah. The I mean... part is when somebody that's not supposed to get a sword slammed through them get does. And I was like, oh, where are we going now? 
Yeah, that's the part that I think is the most curious because like nothing makes me happier than Final Fantasy VII fans getting upset. So like people are just like, I can't believe they have the audacity to change the plot. And it's like, you really just wanted to play the same fucking game again? Like you, you could just play Final Fantasy VII, dog. Like just go do that. Let me have this one. What plot? Let me let me get in there. What plot do you think is better? Uh, well, I mean, this one's not done. We gotta wait yeah, for but like, two days. <laughs> but, I mean, the way it's going, how do you feel? I I couldn't tell you, because the ending of this game is insane. Yeah, they could retcon the whole thing. They, they could literally retcon the entire fucking plot. I have no, They could remove complete playable characters if they wanted to. So, like, I like I legitimately can't even answer they that could, question. They could have uh, Sephiroth slaughter Mickey. They could. They could. This could be the Kingdom Hearts crossover we've all been waiting for. This is why they were not in Kingdom Hearts 3. It's because he's busy. Because they were here. He's busy slaying Mario. Yeah, at the end of this game, when you fight Sephiroth, afterwards he gets banished to Smash. Oh. We figured out the plot. Mm -hmm. God, the end of this game is so fucking weird. I, ugh. I just like as I was playing it, I just remember being like, "What the fuck is happening? Like this is nowhere even close to what was going on in the first game." As far as I understand, unless you've played seven and have context, you wouldn't oh even my understand God. the end. There are there are literally scenes in this game where they explain plot elements that happen like near the end of Final <laughs> Fantasy seven. And when you have the and flashbacks, you're like, "No, no, you shouldn't know about this." He's having flashbacks of the future. <laughs> And you're like, how does he, how does he know that's gonna happen? And it's like, there's one flashback where I was very clearly like, well, that didn't happen yet, and it's not supposed to happen for a very long time. Or like, there's the scene that you can get the secret scene where Aerith basically just like tells you the entire plot of the game, and you're like, excuse me, we should not be having this. It's it's just really bizarre shit where it makes it seem like it's like some kind of time loop and they were like sent back and trying to change it or something. And you guys know how I love time based plots. So I'm in. Part Do you like time based plots? What? Do you like time based plots? Yeah, Chrono Trigger is my favorite game of all time, dog. <laughs> You do you really think that this story is gonna be able to stack up to that? No, of course not. It's I, I think ending. this game has more of a chance of ending as a convoluted mess that everybody hates than. And see, I will love that because it's what Final Fantasy VII fans deserve. <laughs> wow. No, that's mean to say, but like, oh, of course it could end up like that. It's fucking Tetsuya Nomura, dude. I played Kingdom Hearts. I know where this is going. I've seen it. God. I saw the end of Kingdom Hearts 3. I know exactly where Final <laughs> Fantasy 7 Remake could go, and it's a scary place. So, like, let's hope it doesn't turn out like that, at least. And that's far in the future. That's so far away we can't even think about. Like, we'll all be dead by then. Like, the fucking second game probably won't come out to, like, 2025. Why is it two parts? Three parts? It's more oh, it's, we don't even know how many parts it is. We don't even know. Oh, it could be God. five. <laughs> it could be five. Yeah, it could be so many. And the reason it's multiple parts is because the budget for this was so large, they couldn't do it. 
And that's that's what I'm talking about. That's why like people who were expecting this to be the full of Final Fantasy VII were out of their goddamn minds. Because <laughs> you think they had the fucking budget to do what this game looks like, but have it be like a 60-hour epic? Like, no chance in hell. They had to cut everything. They had to cut everything. Like, and you can see where they were, like, trying to cut corners to, like, preserve budget on some things, like the, the hot door textures and stuff. And it's just like, yeah, they they have to do this. It's not possible to make it as one game in modern context unless they were developing it for about 12 more years. And it costs, like, $300. So, yeah. But you're number one, huh? Yeah. What was it for you, Nukio? Number two? Yeah, number two. Nice. My numero four. It All wasn't right. on mine. I know. You don't have a PlayStation. <laughs> it, it, it's an honorable mention for me. I do have a PlayStation. Yeah. Oh, you do? You could have played. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it's almost... Well, in a couple months, it'll come out on Xbox, so that's cool. Yeah. Because was... their one-year exclusivity thing is up. So. All right. Uh, Nukio, what's your number four? My number four is Ghost of Tsushima. Ooh, I know two other people who have that on their list, probably. It is. So, it's a game that looks really good, but it's like an okay open world game. Uh, What do you mean, okay? (laughs) What do you mean by okay? Okay, listen. I like the game a lot, right? Yeah. But I think as, as a game... In that genre, where there are so many other games that are also like that, it doesn't do anything spectacular. I I like the get the way the game looks. I like the way that like the art directions designed, uh, like how you move around the map is really cool. But like, I don't know. It 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 just didn't. It wasn't like spectacular to me. This is your number four. <laughs> you're, you're talking about like this. Like, what is going on here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a tough year. It was a tough <laughs> year. Yeah, was a tough year. Uh, the whole multiplayer thing, like that, came out of left field and ended up being really good. I like that a lot. And I don't, I don't know. The story was like good, but nothing like super memorable. I don't know. Like, did it make it to your list, Matt? Yeah, it's my number three, and I, I, when I'm ready, I'll start talking about this. And I have a oh, lot. Yeah, of, I, I don't, have, a lot of very I don't have much to say about it. So, okay. you can go uh, ahead. All right. Like, I was a little worried about this game personally because I was looking at this going like, "Oh no, it's gonna be like Assassin's Creed, but it's gonna be like a thinking man's Assassin's Creed where I'm gonna have to like think." <laughs> And it is a little bit like that because, like, the combat does have a little bit more intricacies with, like, all the different stances uh, where you do need to, like, switch around to, like, depending on who you're fighting. But, like, I ended up really liking that because normally I just like where I can just kind of, like, mash buttons. Kind of basically, like, Batman Arkham style. Like, that's typically the melee combat that I prefer. Uh, where like this just seemed like very slow paced and methodical. It seemed like a very like an easier Sekiro, and I was like, this is going to be something that I'm very much not going to like. But I actually did end up liking it a lot. Um, and I, I I agree that like in the grand scheme of things, it's just like an open world game 
that's very iterative and they don't necessarily do anything particularly new other than the wind. Yeah. Uh, uh, but like, I love, I'm sorry, what? Genshin Impact does that. They stole it from <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> Shut the fuck. Don't, don't bring that game up. It does. It does, dude. I'm not making that shit I up. Well, it does do that, but... Ghost of what? Tsushima came out before, so like, I'm just going to... That's fair. What is this? It just has wind? Uh, yeah, oh, like... The wind tells you where to go. Yeah, instead of, like, having, oh, like, instead of having a big arrow telling you where to go, like, the wind just, like, naturally just, like, kind of guides you in the direction that you need to go. Uh, so, so like, you're not... You see, you're just, like, paying attention to, like, the game itself a little bit more and not just looking at your mini-map or whatever. Uh, I think that's that's the biggest thing. That I like about it, yeah. It's like I found myself not looking at the mini map nearly as much, and I know that there's like even in a bunch of new games, there's a thing to like turn off the mini map. But I right. feel like just having it there is still nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I, wish, I wish they had the wind in Cyberpunk. A fucking oh my god! Uh, we're talking about a good game right now, man. But like I, I see. I think like where I'm different than you guys. Like I love open world games. Like I like Assassin's Creed enough that I put it on my top ten list. And like this is just like this is the good Assassin's Creed game that came out this year for me. Where like I do think the combat is great, and I I love the stances, and I I'm I love just like running around using the bow, and I like sneaking around and stealthing dudes as like playing as more the ghost rather than like you know the, the honorable samurai. Uh, the the game, as you said, it is absolutely beautiful. Although I will the one knock on the uh, at least the art direction is that second area. I don't like it as much. It's uh, just it's much more muddy. Like that first area is very oh, colorful. Man. And then the third area is just kind of like the snowy area where that first area is just so much more beautiful than the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do agree that like the story is nothing quote unquote memorable, but I do still like the story uh, because like Jin has a great story arc where you just kind of slowly see him devolve into the ghost or evolve into the ghost. However you want to look at that. Yeah. Uh, and it does have like, it doesn't it. And although like the story itself is not anything great, it is like, to me, it has some very, very memorable moments. Uh, I told Manny, uh, I, I actually had the two big ones I told you last week about, and one of yes. them you said like you're not even going to play the game now after finding out what happens. Yeah, upset. And, and I'm guessing like that probably did not impact Nukio much because he's just not an animal person. But like for me, it definitely hit hard. Oh, yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, where you're just like, I did not expect to have like feel like emotions from this game, but like the way they end Act Two or like part start of Act Three, I was like, okay, this is making me feel things that I did not expect to feel. And then like the very end of the game, I do really like how that game ends with you having to, with the person you end up fighting and like the final boss that you fight. So, yeah. And then, like, as you said, you brought up the multiplayer. Like, that was just a free pack-in that they just kind of, like, threw in. And we easily put 20 hours plus into that multiplayer. You probably played even more than I have with that. Yeah, we still got more time coming. We got to finish that raid. Yeah, sure. We can. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, I love this game. Uh, I love the fact that you can still see. It's like Sucker Punch, but you can still see those, like, uh, in like just like the roots of their old games, like the, the like Sly Cooper is like you can still see the like the Sly Cooper is in this game. You can see um, uh, 
what is infamous. Like you can see elements of infamous in the, in this game. Like I, I just really enjoyed everything about this game and it is definitely one of my favorite uh open world games i've played uh i would say this entire ps4 generation so whoa but like i this this game was like made for me it seems like so i don't know uh scott what was it for you what what number was it for you uh four 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 okay 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 okay. so like okay uh yeah uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, my that's my number three, as I said. So, okay. let me also point out that the PS5 works wonders on this game. I know. I Holy that sounds. Crap. I, I can't. Uh, I don't. Looks I, so I can't even fathom because, like, even on PS4, you're like, how did this? It loads so quickly. Even when you're like fast traveling around, it's like almost instant. It's mind boggling. But yeah, you can play it in 4K at 60 frames a second. Oh, I can't uh, imagine. It's yeah. All right. All right. Um, I, 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 I'm at now. It's me, number four. Okay. <laughs> uh, but it, that was Marvel Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Oh, okay, Miles Morales. So, and Scott was Ghost of Tsushima. At four. So, Willie, what is uh, my four is Hades. So, Manny. Oh, <laughs> oh. All right. We're going through. My number three was Animal Crossing. We already talked about right. that. Did you know what was your number three? All right. All right. <laughs> this one might be kind of question. Well, no. Okay. This okay. came out this year in the U.S. Okay. Right? okay. So, Persona 5 Royal. Oh, I see where we're going here. Nice. Yeah. So that is, that is the updated version of Persona 5 with more content. Mm-hmm. I know now play. why you didn't play any other games. Because this is like a 200-hour game. That no, 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 no. Listen, that only... Hey, I played this well. Yeah. I played many other games. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's just it's Persona 5, but with a lot more content. And I yeah. like it a lot. I love Persona mm-hmm. games. I love the music in the game. Great style. The art style. Oh yeah, amazing. Yeah, I, I and like I've seen a lot of people go back and forth about this, but I do think that the additions they made uh, also benefit the main game, even though a lot of them come in after the main game. Like a lot of the additions, like just the way they improved it a lot, like uh, Morgana doesn't make you fucking go to bed every goddamn day all the time like there's you can go out at night earlier you can like just do more stuff at all times and so like that makes it better the introduction of the new social links i think adds a lot to it they just and they they tweaked some of the um like levels of social links so that it would like make getting other things easier or like ease the burden of like worrying about some stuff. And like, I think that all works. And then just like the way the new personas are added in and stuff like that, I think it just works. And then on top of that, there is the whole end game scenario that I also really liked. Uh, and I think it does a lot of like giving you more closure to the plot. Cause the first one, I feel like kind of like, I don't know. It's just like one of those endings where it's like, this is okay, but it just doesn't feel like we really like closed the book on this whole thing. Right. Just like kind of drive off into the sunset in the van. (laughs) Uh, And it's like, okay, that's cool. A lot of 
things end like this. Uh, but I, the ending in this one is definitely a lot more concrete, I think. Uh, well, with one exception, um, the thing that happens at the very, very end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that that's actually my least favorite addition part, I think, uh, is that little blurb there. But yeah, I don't know. I, I agree with you. I think that it does a lot to elevate Persona 5, which I already liked a lot, to be an even better game. I mean, to some people, that might be a more daunting task because it adds like 20 or 30 more hours on <laughs> at the bare minimum, which is already a really fucking long game. Uh, and so the thing that I think I can really call it out for the most is you can miss that entire last section oh, if, you yeah. don't, if, you, if you don't do the right social links. And so like... I thought that the game did a really like made, you know, cause there's the one character where like every fucking day they're like, Hey, he's going to leave soon. You better fucking hang out with them. And they tell you that every day. So it's like, Oh, obviously you have to get this, but there are three social links you have to have at certain levels. And I saw a lot of people got to the end of the game and did not get them to that level. And it's just over like it is in the original. Oh, damn. And if, if you play a fucking 85, 90 hour game and you don't get to see that extra content, like <laughs> I would be so pissed off. It would be on, it would be beyond the pale. Um, so it was also one of the things where like I had looked it up because that's the kind of shit the persona does to you where it's like, oh, you got to get the true ending or whatever. And it's like, I don't know what to choose to get the true ending. Fuck off. So like I knew beforehand and they also try to shoehorn you into it, but you, you can miss that. So like, that's my only real knock is that if, if you play a 90 hour game and you miss that new content, that's insane. Uh, but other than that, I agree. I think it, everything is better. Like it just, it's a better game overall. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then that leaves Matt with your number three. Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima. Scott, let us know. Right. What's your number three? Well, obviously you have to know by now what number three is. I do, I do know what it is. Right. So let's get it. Let's I get wish it. I could have moved this higher up my list. But the other <laughs> two games were just a little bit better. Okay. It is The Last of Us 2. Yeah. Um, Matt, where is it on so your list, Manny? It's not on my list. Uh, <laughs> this is definitely Matt's game of the year. It's not on mine either. Well, yeah, but you, you don't play good games, though. So. Uh, so it's definitely Matt's game of the year. Yes. Let us. So, what do you think about The Last of Us Two, Scott? I because you also really like the first game. I was so excited when they announced number two, and I remember us talking forever after the first one. And I kept saying, I want a number two. And you're like, you'll never make a number two. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't want them to. And then they made a number two. And they did an amazing job. <laughs> I I mean, I can't deny that. They definitely, like, they made a, a quality product. What about Cliff's shoulders, though? <laughs> yeah, the, the people who got upset about, like, what happened in the plot and stuff, I think, like, Fuck those people. You know what I mean? Well, that, that's... You didn't like what happened in the plot. Okay, I, I don't mean like that. No, I, I know, I know. Like, yeah, I just... Because of like, what Abby yes. was like and like what happened to Joel as a character. I mean, sorry, Cliff. Cliff, yeah. Cliff. As a character, uh, stuff like that. Um, yeah, people who are upset about stuff like that, I 
fuck off or the the representation of transgender people like people being upset that there are transgenders in this game well like, they thought it was abby for the longest time which i mean that people was... did people did think it was abby spoilers it's not no it's not uh scott do you have anything else that you'd like to add before i take over i just overall enjoyed the story you beat it so fast you beat it the first weekend it came out jesus yeah, Manny took like five months. We had to delay the 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 spoiler cast for like ever. <laughs> I know. I was waiting forever to talk to him about it. Yeah, he was the slowest person beating it. Look, I well, we don't have to talk about my negative opinions of this game <laughs> during a game of the year podcast, so that's fine. <laughs> so, it won right. so many awards. <laughs> no, I know. I whatever. We don't. I don't have to talk about my negative feelings. A lot of those are uh, yeah, yeah. you can't even argue because, like, like the no, I can't. I can't. It's just like there, there was not a game this year I dreaded playing more than each time I turned mm-hmm. that game on, and I, so. I understand why. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this was definitely a game that, like, I couldn't play for more than like an hour. I'd have to take a break and just need to like just sit down and think about what just happened. In the, it, it was just so impactful for me. I just, I, I. I, I greatly appreciate that uh, Naughty Dog really. I mean, they just picked a direction with the story. They knew it was going to be polarizing, but they did it anyway. And I, I just have a great appreciation for that because, like, we've all played those games. Like, Ubisoft is the most infamous with this, where they have these really cool concepts, but then they're too scared to actually do anything with it because they don't want to upset anyone. Like, Far Cry 5 is like the perfect example for that, you know? <laughs> Oh my god, I just... Uh, Ubisoft, man. Yeah. Fucking Assassin's Creed. What happened? Well, that's what a different happened? story. Hey, they hey, they they went a polarizing way there. Huh? Sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, but... That plot is still going, by the way. Oh, baby, don't I know it. I watch, <laughs> okay. I watch the plot synopsis, dude. I, I'm all about it. But we're, we're talking about a masterpiece right now, guys. We don't need to talk about a Ubisoft. But I was just bringing up Far Cry 5, particularly, where like they had this idea and they just didn't capitalize on any oh, of it. They did not commit even a little bit <laughs> No, to they that. didn't. But like this, you can't say that Naughty Dog didn't compit, com, commit fully to it. Yeah. Whether you hate it or... Whether you love it or hate it, you were in for a ride. So, um, mm-hmm. um, I, I mean, I guess I have to spoil a little bit here. Uh, like like Joel is killed, and, and just Cliff. Uh, Cliff. I'm sorry, Cliff. <laughs> I can't believe Cliff was killed. But like, if you, if you had said that, nobody would have even known. No. But the fact that then, like they like who and Joel's like one of the most popular video game characters of all time. It seems like I didn't realize how popular and well liked he was until he was killed. But. And then the fact that like they have you play as this killer, I think is fucking bonkers. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I I, uh, I, I do not think it's bonkers. Really? Yeah. Like name another video game that does that. Uh, I mean, it's just like it. That's what villains are, man. It's like every every villain is the hero of their own yeah, story. But like, like name that, a, a name a video game that. that does that. Uh, it's Chrono Trigger, where you play as the villain. Yeah, you Magus killed Cyrus in front of in front of Frog. I don't remember any of that game if I'm being entirely <laughs> honest. When I played it with you, <laughs> that game just like in one in one ear and out the other. Uh-oh. 
Yeah, I mean, like, you literally, so my favorite game of all time does that, so, like, I don't know what you want from me. I don't know. I, 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 I've never seen it before. <laughs> uh, even though I played that game with you. Yeah. yeah weird. But anyway, uh, I, I just, like, it, it, at least it's not very common, we'll say that. I know you want to fight me. You want to. You want to say something. You want to say something. No, I'm just like it happens so frequently in movies and books that like it just doesn't. It's not surprising to me at all. Here's it's like Manny. you get you get you get the other perspective of a person who Manny, you believe. I wrong. don't read ever. <laughs> uh... But like. I, I think the other impressive thing here is like you see like when you start playing as Abby, you go okay, I see what you're doing. You're going to try to make me sympathize with your this character. You're you're going to make me feel remorseful for all the people that I murdered. It's not going to work. But then by the end of that game, like it did work for me. I I realize it didn't work for you, but it absolutely did for me. And to the point where like I like Abby as a character, and I like Abby as a character more than I like Ellie. I. I I, oh, definitely. I agree with that statement 1000%. And I, I think, and so in that sense, they absolutely nail what they were going for. So, yeah, like, uh, I, I think this game, I know you hate, hate me saying this, but I think this game is an absolute masterpiece. And it really makes me want us, like, makes me have us, like, revisit that top 10 games of the generation and get this game on that list and high on that list. And I know you would absolutely fight me on that. <laughs> or for one thousand percent. Well, like keep in mind, I let you have Breath of the Wild be the game of the generations. So. That is true, but I that game actually did something that like completely changed a franchise. Whereas this game was the same game it was before, but with a more fleshed out plot that was like longer and did more. Uh, we can't have theory. this debate right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not, I can't touch that. I, we can't what? have this debate right now. Did you play this, Nukia? I did not play Last of Us 2. Uh, I watched Gary play through part of it, and we just haven't really picked it up since then. So, like, I've... Yeah, I've seen, like, part of the game. I just... I also... I think I wouldn't play. I also like playing it. Like, I like the action and, like, running around and stabbing people and shooting people with bow and like shooting people with the guns. I realize a lot of people don't like the naughty dog gameplay, but I, I really love the uncharted series and I, I like playing this game and I don't know, like it, this game completely works uh, for me on every level. So I don't know. I, 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 to me, I think it's absolutely crazy that Manny doesn't like it, but I, I think it just kind of shows how different we view video games as a whole. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. For me, I never really grew to like Abby too much. It's the oh my god! All right. All right. So, you know, you part where you have to play as Abby and you have to fight Ellie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I purposely died to her in every possible way to see the different death animations. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. That is amazing. 
Yeah, people don't like her because for some reason, and I like she just is a more likable character than Ellie. I feel like overall, like if to me from the start, like she just seems like a better person, and then she like actually fucking like grows as a character more than Ellie did over the course of this game. Not necessarily over the course of the first game because Ellie grew a lot in that game, but like it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. People are like, yeah, I didn't like Ellie or uh, Abby, and then I did at the end of the game, and it was like, I like Abby to begin with, so I don't know, I don't know. But I, I know I get it because uh, Nukio's cousin Gary, he felt the same way, where he like even when he beat the game, he still didn't know how to feel about Abby. So I get that. Yeah. So. Yeah, it depends like how much you resonated with the first game, or did you just not like her as a character in general, or was it because of things she did in the plot? I just didn't like the way she handled killing Joel. Oh, okay. So it was because of the reason most people don't like her, even though like see, oh, we don't have we don't I mean we don't have to have a conversation about the the ethics of the Last of Us right now. But see, that's one of the things that like I don't get. He was a bad dude. He was a bad dude, but. He literally forsook the entire human race out of selfishness. Listen, she should have moved Allie out of the room so she didn't have to see that. They're all going to die vicious deaths anyways, and now they can't be cured. Because her whole thing is that her dad got killed, but she didn't have to sit there and witness Joel blow his brains out. That's true, but she didn't know that that was you guys her. Just at boiling that time. the whole plot for me. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> she she didn't she didn't know that that was who that was at that time. I don't think she cared. Uh, no, she. I mean, clearly. I wouldn't. That's an, clearly not. But then, like, she finds that out at the end of the game, right? And then that changes her perspective on some things. But like, well, yeah, I okay, like, I okay, because when you say the end of the game, like you're talking towards the end, because there's still like towards the end, three, four hours too, after there's that. There's too much after that point. Yeah, I. But yes, like the the culmination of the right, right. The, the, the two parts. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, I I mean, she didn't know that bad class. <laughs> Well, but that I mean, I mean, then she, she, I, I don't know. They did the same thing to each other, right? Yeah, Ellie screwed up. Joel, Joel killed. Kill. Joel killed everyone. Joel killed everyone she loved, and then she killed everyone she loved, <laughs> and then oh, one left. You know. Well, I guess at that point she hadn't killed everyone that Abby loved yet. Mm, Abby. Okay. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. Abby did have one person left. Yeah, well, I mean, she was a Manny's a good guy, you know. Well, I was thinking about the me and Manny from the last of us, the two. little boy. Oh yeah, yeah. Because <clears throat> that's the person yeah. like who you know Abby cares about the most. So, mm-hmm. especially by the end of that game. Yeah, but see, yes. when Abby begged for Ellie not to slit the little boy's throat, <laughs> I was like, "All right, I won't do it." <laughs> But World's Reverse, Abby just beat Joel's head in. <laughs> okay, that's a different, like... <laughs> that is a wildly different scenario! <laughs> that is a wildly different scenario! I thought you were going to bring up the fact that Abby almost stabbed Dina when Dina was pregnant. And... Yeah, but then was she was pregnant. stopped at the last second. Lev did not forsake the entire no. human race. <laughs> So I think that I think the context is slightly different in those two scenarios. <laughs> Lev also did not kill 
everyone that was important. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, we gotta, oh. we gotta move on. We have to, we have to. The Last of Us too, man. Yeah, it's a masterpiece. You Don't know, I never really grew to like Abby. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Um. Where are we? I don't know. Where are we? Yeah. Who said that? Was Scott Scott said, said that was his number three, right? Oh, that was number three. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. Oh, boy. I know so, for a fact my my number three definitely is on none of your lists. Wow. I'm so excited. So my number, my number three was Ghost of Tsushima. Yes. Uh, Nukio. Wait, I thought we already didn't. Oh, wait. You already went. We did. Yeah, yeah, then it's. Thank you. Now it's Willie's number three. My, yeah. my number three is Them's Fight and Herds. Oh. That came <laughs> out this year? April 2020. Oh, my. 2020 is a fucking time paradox. Are you, are you sure? Yep. I think it was an early access before. That's where. Okay. Oh, oh, Okay. I swear to God, this came out. Like we played this on. We yeah, played I think this it was originally before. like 2018. Yeah. Okay. I did. It came out in 1.0. I didn't know it was in early access. Yeah. Did you play this? We did. No, no. I'm saying, did Willie play this a lot? I played oh. this a lot. I was getting ready for Evo. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, Wait, you were going to Evo online. It was part of Evo Online. Oh, and then and then Evo Sky was all like molesting yeah, children. Or Mister Whip. Yeah, you know? it's uh, it was one of the like three games that exists with good net code. Yeah. Okay. Um, this has easily the best training mode features of any fighting game that's out. Really, even better than like, because I thought Ki had a really good one when it first came out. Right? So this has all of that, but like, it has hitboxes, it has frame data, it has combo trials in training mode, which for some reason isn't in a lot of them. But also, one of the coolest things this has is you can, if you record something, you can make your combo, and then you can export your combo and post it online. So there's a Discord of this game. And there's, like, uh, character servers. You go to the characters, they'll have a pinned post, and it's combos that people made. So you can just take those and put them in your game, and then it will, like, make a combo trial. But oh. it's from But it's from people who, like, players. So there's no more of the stupid shit where... In Marvel, you would go in and be like, wow, these trials are terrible and you will never use these ever. And this is like the top tournament players have made the best, like the most optimal combo routes. And you can just go through and practice it like it is a trial, but it's actual useful information. You can also get like setups and stuff like that. Um, the net code is fucking amazing. Uh, the lobby system is cool. You, it's like it's sort of like the um, it's like what they're trying to do with Guilty Gear Strive, but not shitty. Where you're like little, <laughs> you're like little eight bit guys, and you walk around, and there's like you can find treasure chests and shit with different. Yeah, I got really sad. Stuff. 
I got really sad when I saw that and was like, ooh, is this like a single player game part? And then they were like, no, it's the lobby. And I was like, man, what? <laughs> but you can go around and like do, like play weird little mini games for different colors or you can find chests for costumes and stuff. You can, it's so easy to just, you can like follow players and then download their replays, which is something like in Dragon Ball, I always wanted to do that. But in Dragon Ball, you can't fucking search for people in the game. So you just have to go to the top like 100, but they're all people who just cheat at the game anyways. So it's worthless. But in this, like you can go to, if somebody won a tournament, you can search them. You can follow them, watch their replays. You can look at their combos and shit like that. It, yeah, it it has in the the fight, like the gameplay, like the fighting of it is actual. It's actually good. It's a lot like it's super anime. It's really fast paced. Yeah, I I don't understand how a company like this is making better fighting games than like Capcom and Namco. Hey. People who love My Little Pony, they put a lot of love into their craft. This was originally guess, a My Little yeah. Pony fan game. And then when they were like, oh, we're going to sue you, they were like, no, it's different horses. <laughs> well, there's dragons, too. <sighs> <laughs> they all look like horses. No, one, one of them's a llama. One's a dragon. I yes I know but it's, it, it looks like a horse dude don't prelay me I'm looking at it right now uh, they're they like they have just they put so much stuff into this game that I wish was in bigger fighting games like there needs to be more frame data and the thing with like that people can make their own combos and upload them online that like that's just it's awesome <laughs> so that I don't have to like. Uh, like i don't even have to find combos anymore like if i came like i came into this game like two years late i was like all right what do i do and then they were like here here's the combos and setups and if these aren't good for you find your own but these are good so inputs and input timing too yeah so like you know how in normal combo trials it'll have it like on the top left or something it'll have the inputs and as you go like it'll check them off yeah it does that okay and even if you fuck up it will like reset automatically so it's literally like it just makes a combo trial and i don't know i like i don't know why that hasn't been something that is in another game yet but they yeah they added so many things to this that were very unexpected to me that turned out to be really useful and awesome. Uh, okay. Who would have thought that what used to be a My Little Pony fan game would make your top ten? I definitely didn't. I, yeah, <laughs> I have a question for you, Willie. Yeah. Have you had any you game problem. that has repeated with anybody else, or have you been completely unique? Oh, yeah, I, had, I had Hades. Hades. Now, other than that, uh, you're, you're Grand Blue. Grand Blue. Grand Blue Fantasy. Okay. But, I mean, my one and two, I know nobody's going to have them. Uh, I also know that, and I'm very excited to hear about one of them. Uh, I'm at two? Yep. Uh, yep, you're at two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we already talked about Hades. Nukio, what's your number All two? Right. We already talked about Final Fantasy Seven. 
right. Okay. Matthew, what's your number two? Uh, can you guess it, Manny? Mm, I my brain is melting. Okay. Uh, so no. Wait. No. <laughs> You're gonna be like, oh, I'm so. I mean, I will be like, oh, when it happens. Uh, it is. Uh, DLC came. It out. is one of the best Metroid. Oh no! Okay, Ori and the Will of Ori the Wisps. Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Yes. Oh yes. Uh, okay. This is a game that you were absolutely blown away by it when you saw it. On it my looks so good. I had a dream last night, and in it, you talked to me about this <laughs> game. <laughs> Yikes. So there's that. Yeah, so you knew it was coming. I, I knew it was happening. Knew it was coming. Uh, like, I know it sounds like hyperbole, but oh my god, it's just, it's incredible. It's just. You no, know, it's crazy. On the Series X, it can output at 8K. 8K. Or. And it's, it's at 60 frames a second, or 4K at 120 frames no, a second. 6K at like, 120. Oh, 6K at 120. Get that it's, right, Manny. Come on. It's wild looking how smooth it looks and like how good it looks. And a lot of that, I mean, it's the art style, but then like just the animation's incredible. Just the way he, he moves around that, that world. And just like, I I mean, just all the movement options where, I mean, you get a triple jump and then you get like the slingshot. So you're just like, I, you can spend 80 to 90% of that game just kind of in the air and not even touching the ground. It's a lot like Spider-Man in that sense where, I mean, you're just, the whole point is the goal is to just not touch the ground. And I, I just, I love moving around this world. And although there isn't like a quote unquote story, uh, they, they just, they tell a story without like really any words. I mean, just it, it's, and the art style is beautiful. The music is view beautiful. Uh, one of the biggest issues the original had was the combat, and they just kind of completely figured out how to fix that to the point where it plays a lot more like Hollow Knight. So if you really like Hollow Knight, I think you should definitely look at Ori and the Will of Wisps because the combat is all, is very similar to that. Uh, but mm-hmm. I would also say that Ori, it, like moving around that world, feels a lot better than Hollow Knight. So I think it's a considerably better game than Hollow Knight at this point. Um <clears throat> Uh, another big change from the original, the original, I, you created your own save states and I thought that was very interesting. So if you were at a part where you're like, man, this is very difficult. I'll just create it, create a save state here with like a, a resource and item. Uh, this game, it just kind of, it just kind of auto saves you at certain locations. And I like that because what ends up happening is they just kind of craft these areas that are much more difficult. But it, it's not as punishing because if you die, you just kind of respawn right before it, and you just kind of keep trying until you can absolutely get actually get through it. Uh, so even though this game is very beautiful, the gameplay itself is just absolutely crushing. Uh, I I think this game is very close to being a perfect video game, at least in terms of like what they were going for as like a two D platforming Metroidvania. I I think they absolutely nailed it. Uh, really the only criticism I have is the game launched a little too early, uh, where Manny, I know you ran into an issue with, uh, the music. Yeah, the sound. And I know it had some issues, uh, people, I I know you didn't, but, uh, some people were having like frame rate issues on the Xbox one and stuff, but they they fixed that pretty quick. Oh, I had issues, but I just kind of stuck with it because I was loving it so much. And the other also big issue that I, uh, that everyone was having was like the map. 
uh, where like yeah. every time you you pulled up the map, it would like hitch and it would take a lot longer to load than you'd want. And that is mm. kind of an issue with Metroidvanias where you're, <laughs> yeah. you're pulling up the map constantly. But like, yeah, if you just like if you waited a month, uh, this game would have been incredible. And now that like on the Series X, I mean, the game just runs like butter. It, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, but yeah, this is a game that. Uh, this is the first Metroidvania I've played that I 100%ed. I went around and collected everything in that world, and I did everything in this game. So, um, the another little issue that I had. This isn't a big one, but like it like counts the amount of time you spent in a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it counted all the time that it was in rest mode. Yeah, so what's your playtime, oh, like 7,000? Oh, it is well over 100 hours, and I can oh. assure you I did not play this game for over 100 hours. <laughs> yeah, but you can tell everyone you did. I, I can tell. Like, that, that's how much I love this and game. And they're going to say, like, why? They're going to say, what did you do I, after you collected everything? I, mean, I just jumped around. I just, and I sometimes do that. I just... Oh, I, I have that game still installed on my Series X, and I just occasionally, like, it seems like once a week, I just kind of go in there for 10 minutes and just kind of move around that world. I just, yeah, and it probably fucking opens so fast. Oh, yes. Uh, with Quick Resume, yes, I don't have to, I don't have to wait for anything to load anymore. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah. I feel very spoiled. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, Willie, do you like Metroidvanias? I don't know that he's ever really played any. Uh, oh, Shadow uh, Complex? That, yeah, Shadow Complex. I was going to say the one that Epic made, yeah. Because um, this is on Game Pass, and I would at least recommend you checking this out. What's game. that uh, Dust? An Elysian Tale? Oh, oh Dust yeah. too. God, I love Dust. Damn. So. Actually, game, game Pass keeps telling me I should play Dust, and I'm like, <laughs> listen, I already played Game Pass. <laughs> So. I think those are the only Metroidvania games I've played. I, uh, yeah, that's probably- if you like, if you like like more difficult platformers, I would definitely recommend giving this a a try because it is uh it's very pretty and it is very challenging. I know Derek fucking loves them. Hmm. They're I mean they're good. I mean so. like indie games are either Metroidvanias or they're roguelites. The <laughs> Sometimes they're both. Sometimes they're both. I were you. You're all about the the roguelites. I'm more about the the Metroidvanias. So. Yeah. Sometimes they throw in cards to really get you going. <laughs> what uh, is why? Do, why do you hate cards? I don't. Every game is a Metroidvania, a roguelite, or have cards in it. Sometimes all three. Sometimes different combinations. I'm tired of it. Make a different fucking game type. A battle royale. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why, do, Why aren't we all making more battle royales? <sighs> Go back to MOBAs, please. Uh, okay. Yep, that is my uh, number two. I think we already knew what Scott's was, his number two. I don't remember it. It was Genshin Impact. Oh, the Impact. Jesus. Shit. That's so dumb. <laughs> I love that. I love that Scott's number one. Final Fantasy VII and his number two is Genshin Impact. Those are the most Scott things I've ever heard. <laughs> and it makes me it makes me happy that it's it's true to life. Okay, so we're on to Willie's number two. We're on to Willie. What's your what's your numero two? My, I know no, my number two is Wasteland Three. Oh my god! No way! The game you beat last night is your game of the year. Definitely. Okay. 
Spoilers, dog. That's fucking wild. Okay, uh, Wasteland Three. Tell us about that. Um, man, it's a worse Divinity Original Sin. Too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But it's still but my it's number, in a Wasteland. But it's still my number two. Isn't that wild? Um, yeah, yeah. So, Divinity, but in Wasteland, huh? Wasteland Two. You're in. Arizona, I think you were in Arizona for one, two, but in this year, the Arizona people, but you're in Colorado. Ooh. So there's like, there's snow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, it, it plays like Divinity. The story is fucking buck wild. There's a lot of side missions that are actually good oh you mean like divinity (laughs) yeah like one of the first side missions you do is you meet this weird robot guy and he says hey hold on to this and he gives you a briefcase and he says don't open it and if you open it you just get a bunch of scrap but i just i didn't know what to do with it so i just kept it and i didn't want to open it because he told me not to so I held on to it, and then you don't see him until the end of the game. There's a point there. There's a point where it's like, hey, you got to make a decision, and whatever you pick, there's no going back. You pick, and then he just shows up, and he's like, hey, you still got that briefcase? And then you open it, and he just gives you like this full robot armor. And you're like, what the fuck? I've been holding this stupid briefcase the entire game. What's going on here? Who are you? There's a side mission that like. Um, you hear a bunch of noise in an apartment and you go in and there's a scientist, but he's been cloning himself and they've cloned so many times that over time the, the clones, they, their brain starts deteriorating. And the one that is cloning right now, the guy was just, he was, he got lonely. So he just cloned himself a million times and they were all just like fucking brain dead. So you had to kill them all. It was just like, even the side missions had like a lot of backstory and interesting narrative to them that, I mean, considering another game that I played with side quests recently, Cyberpunk, <laughs> it was, I, I, it's refreshing to play a game that not only is the main story good, but even the side quests are super dope. The gameplay is really good. Um... They improved on basically everything from Wasteland 2. There were a lot of bugs at first. I, my dude, I played an Asian dude and his, the main thing that he wanted to spec in was, um, like he, I could, I can't remember what it's called, but I just got a bunch of pets. I think it's like animal handling. So I was just like, my party was me and my daughter and a bunch of robot chickens and dogs and weird walking drill dinosaurs, which is fucking wild. Yeah, the game is insane. There's so many plot lines that are just wild. One of the main people in it is they're called the animals and all of their names are old like horror movie monsters and they wear weird masks and shit and the game is it's so wild but there's so much to do 
and it's actually all interesting surprisingly the gameplay is good it's just a real good game yeah it's on a uh, game pass right yeah For PC. i think yeah. it's also on series x I was going to say, yeah, I don't know if because those types of games like those Western RPGs are usually more PC based. I didn't know if they made a console version. Or I not. think yeah, there is one. I think I've seen it. Okay. And I, but I was just like, I don't think I need to try this. Yeah, I. So what you said about it doesn't surprise me at all, because like a, a lot of those games that are like based on like D&D stuff, like D&D rule sets, usually have very good plot elements like divinity Baldur's gate like shit like that like they usually go all out with the writing so i mean that's awesome that it works that's really cool uh okay uh so now we're at the numero uno numero uno right numero uno i debated myself a long time if hades was going to be my game of the year or not uh obviously i decided number two my game of the year is 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim. Oh my god. I have played this game though. The reason I did this is because I said this to Matt recently. I can never play this game again. I can never play it again because it the entire experience to me was learning the plot and like figuring out what was happening. I can't relearn that unless I get amnesia. And we all know I don't like amnesia. So it's just one of those things where it's like, I wish that I could forget. People always say this. They're like, I wish I could forget my experience with a game and experience it all over again for the first time. This might be the first time I've actually ever felt that because like, it's just one of those things where like, I can't, I will never have the same experience again playing it. And that is wild to me. Um, it's one of those things where I think that the story has a lot of weird anime tropes in it. And that kind of causes some issues and makes it maybe not as like deep as it could be. Um, but if you're like into mechs and stuff and you can get over like the weird high school shit, it works really well in a way that I was like shocked by because I remember seeing it announced originally and being like, Oh my God, a vanillaware game where you, there are mechs. And then I saw the gameplay was a fucking RTS tower defense and was like, Oh, I will never play this. I will like you had me and then you totally lost me. Um, and I wasn't going to play it. And then I saw people keep saying like, no, I, the story of this game is worth it and you should, you should play it. And so I said, okay, it's half price on black Friday. I'll give it a shot. And like this year, I had a lot of trouble focusing on games. Uh, This game hooked me immediately and I was able, like, it just pulled me right through. Like I, the only time I stopped was when cyberpunk came out. And then when I was like, Oh, this crashes very frequently. I went back to 13 Sentinels and just played it to completion. Um, I can't really say a lot about it because it ruins the whole experience. Scott, if you want to borrow this game, I will let you borrow it because I need to talk to someone else about this product. I had the Um, plot spoiled for me and it sounds fucking bananas. Yeah, you. I didn't even spoil it for you. You listened to it on the Polygon podcast, Besties. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like it's just one of those things where, like, I, I, it's definitely not a plot that you would like, Matt, just because like 
you don't really like that kind of anime stuff and like mechs and stuff. Right. But like for for I think everyone else in this call, I think that you would really like it. Like I it, Scott, I go back and forth on because I know he likes tower defense stuff, and like I know that he likes mechs and anime, but it it really depends how invested he would get in it, I guess. But Nukio for sure, you would love this game, like for sure. Um, and I think that you would have a good experience with it. Uh, other than that, I, all I can really say is like, it's, it is 13 characters and you can experience their story in mostly any order you want at certain points. It'll lock you out and say like, Oh, did see this event. You have to experience this other characters event first. Um, and then sometimes like it'll lock you into the battles, but more or less until near the end of the game, you play at your own pace. So you like can choose to split your time between the battles or choose to split your time between the different characters. And then like when it gets to a certain point, it'll be like, okay, I have to switch to the other one just because I don't have anything left to do until I do this one thing. Um, so like everyone can experience it at a different like order, which also makes it wild because then like, if you were playing through this game, I could never say to you like, oh, did this happen yet? Because it wouldn't necessarily have happened for you in the same order and time it happened for for me. So I just I think that's also a really interesting concept. Um, it took them way too long to make it. And I am worried that Vanillaware will not be able to make another game. And this game sold like trash. Uh, because it took so long and just because it is like a visual novel with a tower defense game in it. So I am sad for them. Um, but like, I, I also didn't really like their last game, Dragon's Crown, but I, Scott, did you ever play Odin Sphere? I did not. That's a PS2 game, right? It was a PS2 game. Uh, they re-released it on PS4. I didn't know if you played that re-release. I got around to it. Interesting. I think you would like that also. Uh, but I have that as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. And like, I, I never played the other PS2 game, Grim Grimoire, uh, but Dragon's Crown was a beat em up game that did not do it for me. Um, they just do cool stuff. I, I like Vanillaware and like just the quotes out of like really famous Japanese developers about this game, I think are like super hyperbolic, but also really funny. Like, uh, Yoko Taro, the creator of Nier basically said like, Hey man, buy this game one copy will help and he thinks vanillaware is a national japanese treasure and sakurai's quote was something like if you were going to write scenarios for a video game it's you should be forced to play this game before you do that wow um and i i just think that's cool like that normally uh, yoko taro's statement was always like i don't care if atlas goes out of business but i would care if vanillaware went out of business i was like damn savage (laughs) uh so yeah i don't know it just it does a good job with like all of the elements of plot that i really enjoy and there is you know i don't want to spoil too much about i won't even say what there is uh but 13 characters are all high schoolers and there are mechs it's it's a it's a good time and it is a wild ride And like each plot twist really feels like kind of earned. It's never like, what the fuck? You didn't set this up for this. This is bullshit. It just always feels like, oh my God, what? And it makes sense. Now with how like out of order you can kind of do things in, is it like easy to follow in terms of like, I guess the plot? So I thought it was, I saw people saying that it wasn't, but what happens is, 
when you experience events, there is also like this uh, journal area where it puts all the events in chronological order. Oh, okay. So if you ever like, I don't understand when this happens, you can at least see on a timeline when it happened. But I, I don't know, man, you are an experienced anime warrior. I have faith in you. (laughs) You would, you would be able to follow it. Uh, I, you'll be you'll be good. You're you're fucking playing trails. I mean, it's, right. you, know, you got it. Uh, and so that's what I got. And then next we have Nukio, who I know his game of the year. Sure. But I want I want to hear you say it. <laughs> yeah, but I want to hear you say it. Legend of Heroes: Trails of Cold Steel Four. Did you beat this product? I did not. <laughs> What the fuck? What is your playtime like? Three hundred no, hours? No, it's only like one forty. Okay, but I'm getting there. Man. Don't worry, it'll be it'll be done. I'm worried uh, for your health and safety. No, I, I I know I'm gonna end up loving this game. You're gonna <laughs> end up loving it. What? Up. Like, can you change no, the story? The story. Like, I love this game right now. I would hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've I've loved all these games in the series. I know for a fact that this will be, that this is gonna be, that this is my number one game of this year. Even if I'd beaten it, how well, many that's... times have you polished the Tachi? Uh, to- polished your Tachi. Polished the Tachi several times. Nice. <laughs> um. Okay. As someone who has streamed thirty hours of Cold Steel Three in the past week, I have some questions for you about this game. I have have seen screenshots of it and there are characters that it looks like are from trails in the sky that play a very prominent role. Is that true? The characters from trails in the sky are there. Do they play a prominent role? Yes. Should I, okay. I'm going to rephrase my question. Should I play all three trails in the sky games before I play trails of cold steel four? I think that's like, a lot of people's criticism with this, I know, I know you've spoken out about it too. Where like, you can't really jump into these games. You can if you do it at like the start, like the first Cold Steel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Which you I- don't have an appreciation of like some of the character cameos or other things that they reference without playing the other games from a different like like Trails in the Sky. Like they all take place in the same universe. They're just on different continents and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I played through part of the first Trails in the Sky. I did not play the second or the third, and I do have them. And while I do, like, appreciate the cameos and, like, the characters that are there, and I know who they are, mm-hmm. um, you'll pr- you'd probably appreciate it more if you actually played through all of them, which, sadly, like, I, I would like to at some point. Uh, yeah, but they're like 70 hours long. So like, that's my thing. It's like characters get introduced and I'm like, who is this? Right. And like, everyone else knows who they are. And I'm like, how the fuck do you guys know? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So like when they introduce like Randolph or when they introduced uh, Tio and you're like, oh, these are playable characters in two games that weren't even localized into English. Right. And so it's, I, I don't know. It's a weird thing, but what, 
Trails of Cold Steel 3 was the first one that was a PlayStation 4 game, right? Trails of Cold Steel 3, yes, I believe so. That's the first time it showed up on. Is 4 on a new engine, or is it still the same engine? It kind it uh because i know i know there is one game and i don't know if it's this or the next game in the series where there is like one scene near the end of the game that is on the new engine man i I, yeah i do not remember i i thought i remember it being in three interesting maybe it isn't maybe it isn't three uh but like is it mostly the same battle system like the kind of like turn-based Okay. And yeah, to answer your question from earlier about the other characters, like this is first and foremost a Cold Steel game, so it is about the clan people. Well, <laughs> yeah, the like the characters that you've played as in Cold Steel. Okay. Like, the other so characters you- are there, but they're not like prominent. Okay. I'm gonna regret asking this question, but oh, you definitely are. But please ask. <laughs> Why is it called Cold Steel? Does that is that does that have any meaning? Trains, uh, swords, <laughs> trains, swords. Oh shit, Max. swords. So the first the first three are called Trails in the Sky, and in that country, like airships are a big thing. Okay. Um, then there was the next two didn't make any sense because they were called Trails of Zero and Trails <laughs> of Azure, yeah. and I don't know what. The- I don't know what the fuck that's about, but Willie is correct. Trails of Cold Steel is because their country has like a train railway that goes through the whole thing. And so that's really important. Um, but also, also there are like uh, mechs made out of steel and stuff. This, it, it could mean a lot of things. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. I love the characters. I can't wait to see how this all ends. Yeah, it's like it's cool because it is finally like the culmination of a bunch of shit happening, and then the next game after it is the literal culmination yeah, where there are playable yeah. characters from Trails in the Sky, Trails of Cold Steel, and the two Crossbell games, which sounds buck ass wild. Yes, I'm, I'm all ready for it. Uh, I'm not yet because I got a lot of hours to play, but I'll get there. Um. That's cool. So it is It is your game of the year, huh? Hell yeah. Are you near the end? Uh, I don't know, but I doubt it. I don't <laughs> <Okay>. know. <laughs> I, I did hear from my cousin that like this one is shorter than the others. So yeah, so I looked, up, uh, I looked up a how long to beat, and uh, it looks like four is shorter than three is at least. Huh. And it seems like most people, it takes them 60 hours to beat three and like slightly fewer, like 55 to beat what four. Fuck? What have I been doing? I don't know. <laughs> but that's, uh, that is what uh, the like average playtime was for both of those. So. Oh, okay. Average. Exactly. Nukio is not average. Casuals. Kid, they're filthy casuals. <laughs> I, yeah, I agree. Um, so that's cool. Yeah. I'm happy for and trails i cannot wait to watch you finish three and then play through four uh well we'll see maybe i'll play all three trails in the sky games before that holy shit mm, but uh i know you we'll you them. won't no i've been i'm streaming them though so it's different sure <laughs> Listen, i stream 30 hours of cold steel three in the past five days yeah, i'm off the- you have like a billion more to go so have fun <laughs> I, I listen that's fine i like it a lot 
I am getting slightly burned out by this one. Oh. I need something to happen, which it will. <laughs> in the next hour or five. Uh, but we will see. And that's okay. So that's yours, Matt. Your number one was The Last of Us. Yes. Um, you love The Last of Us too. Yes. I think it's cool. Do you like it more than Horizon Zero Dawn? Maybe this isn't a question for this podcast. No. Um, my, <laughs> I I need nice. My plan is to next year sit down and play them both, and okay, and just like play one and then play the other, and then I'll see which one I like more. Because like it's so very close. Scott, you're saying you like Horizon Zero Dawn more? Yes. Oh, okay. That's surprising to me actually, because you are like the zombie man. They're not zombies. Well, <laughs> sorry, you're a fucking people man. Uh, I didn't know you liked Horizon Zero Dawn that much. Uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Okay. Are you excited about the sequels? I or? am. Nice. I'm excited about all sequels. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that that's true. When they make Devil May Cry 6, you're probably not going to play it. <laughs> no, I'll give it. Uh, and, Maybe uh, if he plays it with a working controller, he, he might like it. Sekiro 2. Yeah. Um, okay, that's... Okay, yes, that makes sense. Last of Us 2, Trails of Cold Steel 4 for Nukio. Those are both what I would have predicted. And then, Scott, your number one game was Final Fantasy 7 Remake. Stop which I also would have predicted. Uh, do you have anything else to say about that product? Masterpiece. Okay. <laughs> all, uh, okay. Oh, wait, he has one more thing. What's that? He didn't care for Abby. That's yeah. true. Also, ne- Never grew to like her. <laughs> I mean, I, I felt like what happened to Cliff was appropriate. But, um, it wasn't appropriate. I'm just saying... <laughs> We should have, have had you on our spoiler yeah, cast. It would, have been, it would have been a fucking wild ride with you, me, Gary, and, <laughs> or, uh, me, Gary and Matt in there. Because uh, we all would have had four differing opinions of that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Willie, you are the one who's going to end it for us. Uh, I know what your game of the year is. No one else does. Please let us know. How you feel? My game of the year is Murder by Numbers. Has anyone else here heard of this game? Nope. No. It is basically Phoenix Wright, but you solve the murders by playing Picross. Hell yeah. <laughs> hey, and, hey, do you like the music of Ace Attorney or Ghost Trick or Beautiful Joe or Digimon? You know that I love the music. In well, the- hey, hey, the. <laughs> Same dude who did that did the music for this. The soundtrack fucking slaps. Ken Sugimori is my hero. Every he every second of this soundtrack is fire. Um, <laughs> I, I have something I, I need to interject here. Yeah. Yes. Did you know there's a movie called Murder by Numbers? And I did. Not. Yeah, it I has did. Uh, Ryan Gosling in it. So. Yep. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so. No, no affiliation. I'm guessing no affiliation. <laughs> <laughs> this is about a black lady and a little robot. Uh, yeah, you. It opens up. You play as Honor, and uh, she is an actress in L.A. in the '90s, and she she's on a show, and she plays a detective, and then. 
the first case is you get fired and then the the showrunner the person who fired you while you're outside meeting this weird random robot that's asking you for help the show <laughs> the showrunner gets murdered and then you start to solve the case and then it devolves into this whole thing of like oh now she wants to be a detective you find out all this stuff like like her dad was also a detective so she's kind of following in his footsteps wow that is the um, most phoenix ever heard the the characters are all dope the story's really well written and hey you, you can never go wrong with Picross. <laughs> i don't know how you guys feel about math-based puzzles but uh not positive well, yeah, i feel pretty negative about math-based puzzles. <laughs> otherwise i would have played this game. um well no need to worry there is an easy mode Oh, so it'll just do the puzzles for me? You, well, I don't know. I'm on normal. <laughs> you can really dumb it down. There's also hints and shit that you can use. I never used that because I wanted to get S on all the cases, which I did. Um, oh. Yeah, I don't know. The story's good. The gameplay is good. The characters are cool. They're well-written, and the music fucking slaps. Um, I lost my thought here. Uh, do you think they make a sequel to this where you use Sudoku to solve I think they said they are going to make a sequel. Is it going to be a Sudoku game? Because that'd be Who hilarious. Who the fuck knows? Okay. Interesting. Uh, so my issue with this game when I watched you play it is the two Picross puzzles I watched you solve to me looked like nothing. Yeah, but you're stupid so <laughs> i mean that's fair but the one you were like oh it's a picture see this is her and this is this other guy and i was like the fuck it is man what, what do you, it, it, you it, just have it, it, maybe you've just done so many picross puzzles that you you can see through the yeah movie. maybe i'm just used to it i could clearly see honor mizrahi and detective cross in that photo but i don't know <laughs> it was like fucking four pixels i was like what the um the puzzles i think the hardest ones i've done are 15 by 15 but they get into the point where it's like all of them are ones so they're hard as fuck to solve they also have these things where whenever you whenever scout who is the robot hack stuff you have to do pick crosses that are five by five but you have to solve five puzzles in like a minute otherwise you fail so it even adds like a little bit of there's a little variation in the picross wow yeah dude it's fucking crazy i know you don't have a switch but they just added the super nintendo game mario picross to the super nintendo thing yeah <laughs> you know i've never really grown to like mario yeah but you like picross and because they are pixel based art you would actually be able to tell what they are I can tell what they are in this. <laughs> uh, I'm so glad that you played that game, and then it's your game of the year. Yeah, I feel I feel very I feel good about everybody's game of the year here. What about do you have any honorable mentions? I was just gonna say, Willie. I know you had some that you. Oh, I have maybe. some dishonorable mentions. Empi oh. em Empire of Sin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shitty game. Um, 
Cyberpunk 2077. I was gonna bring that up. Nobody Shitty game. Nobody put it in their top ten. Oh, I I didn't beat it. Willie did, and Scott didn't beat it, but he did like it. But if he moves too fast, the game crashes. Oh god. Oh. Um, there's there's one that nobody mentioned that because it would have been unanimously number one if we had mentioned it, and that's Amazon's The Crucible. Mm-hmm. Oh, the god. only game this year that unreleased itself. Uh, well, Cyberpunk kind of did. Uh, nope, nope. <laughs> Amazon chose to unrelease it. Cyberpunk PlayStation was like, we don't want to issue any more refunds. Um, yeah. Uh, I played Noida. That was really fun. That was actually good. Mountain have, Blade, Bla- uh, Bannerlords. I have a couple awesome. that I wanted to ask you if you played. Uh, Me? Scor- yeah, you. Scourgebringer. Mm. I did play Scourgebringer because that's another roguelike that actually has a really fun combat system that you might like. Yeah, Scourgebringer is actually fucking. I tight. was looking at that. Uh, it. It's fucking so cool. And then Undermine is another. Roguelike. I did. Oh fuck! I forgot about Undermine. I also <laughs> shit. So like those were two. Like I, I just kind of wrote down because I realized that you liked uh, roguelike so much. I wrote those. Two yeah, down. Undermine like, was pretty dope. Undermine was actually alright. Yeah, but the the I problem did. is Hades came out like shortly after it, and a lot like Spelunky, like Hades just kind of like. I cons- would have put Spelunky on my list, but I can't beat it. Mm. Two is too hard. I can't do it. Uh, does anybody have any honorable mentions I'd like to throw out there? Uh, I you know I don't. Okay. A dishonorable mention for Fast and the Furious Crossroads. What were you expecting? I wanted it to be worse. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was disappointed. He couldn't even make it as bad as I wanted. He it wanted to it to be so bad, it's funny, and it's just like yeah. so painfully mediocre that you're like, this is just disappointing. Yeah, it just was disappointing all around. Um, I'd like to give a little quick shout out to Fall Guys, which had a. Uh, it was a f- oh, fun boy. for a little tiny bit. Hey, actually. They made the same people who made Fall Guys made Murder by Numbers. Ooh, so really, yeah, that is true. Yeah. I don't understand how, but they <laughs> did it. Um, Call of the Sea. I did enjoy that one. That's another like puzzle game. Uh, Tell me why. I did enjoy that. Um, Watchdog Legion. It was that or Assassin's Creed Valhalla is my number ten. Uh, so yeah, those are a couple of my honorable mentions, and they, those are actual honorable mentions. I, those were like near cuts. So yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I, I don't know, man. Normally, I have like a hard time cutting a list down to ten, but I did it in approximately five seconds <laughs> this time. So <laughs> well, you- I played a lot of games this year that I did not enjoy very much. Apparently, so me too. Too bad Shenmue three didn't come out this year. I would have put that on there. I don't one. think I would have allowed you to do that. I, just, I don't think <laughs> don't I could have allowed you to do that. I wouldn't. I don't know that I would have been able to do it because it was so good. I mean, <laughs> sure, it's a, it's a sure. Spot higher than number one, obviously. <sighs> uh, yeah. So I mean, that's all I got. Somehow, this is going to be a shorter podcast than the one me and Matt did last week, which is shocking. Is it? Yeah, I think we got another like f- seven minutes to go. Okay, if we want, well, to reach I can talk way. about how shitty Cyberpunk is. No, <laughs> no, no, 
Uh, I think Manny has that covered uh, from a couple weeks well, ago. What about Empire of Sin? Uh, that one. I already know about Empire of Sin. <laughs> Fuck that game, dude. I was so excited. I was excited, too, and Manny can attest. They it, did me dirty. It, and then, yeah. And then. Jennifer's wife apologized. Yes. <laughs> She said, "Sorry, our game sucks so much." Scott, you're raising your hand. Do you have uh, something you'd like to say to the class? I'll be right back. Oh, okay. Uh, Manny, last week's episode was three hours and forty-eight minutes and thirty-one seconds. Oh, so we beat so it. So we uh, already beat it. So we did it. We did it. Okay. Congratulations to us for our longest podcast ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know I that promise. I'll be back next year. Yeah, I don't know that you will be either, but I I do promise that next week we will have a shorter podcast. I promise. Well, if we do the Spider Man Miles Morales spoiler cast, it could be another. Oh one fuck! <laughs> I still promise it'll be shorter. Than this one. I'll scale back my promise. Uh, so with that, I mean, I don't put the fucking intro music on this one, so I don't have to talk about that. Uh, I just throw this. I throw this right up. I'll adjust the volume and then I'll put it up. Perfect. Um, yeah. So thank you, everyone. If you listen to this whole thing, God bless you. You're a true fan, and I would love to. If you let me know if you listen to the whole thing, because I, I I would love to know that if someone is a psychopath and listen to this whole thing. Uh, we will catch you guys next year for another game of the year podcast. Um, but other than that. Uh, we will catch you guys next week with uh, episode 118. Peace out.